Oh, how do we fucking start the show? Uh, I, did I do the intro? I can't remember. I think I did the intro. Did, I think maybe you do the intro. I'm gonna pretend I haven't heard this podcast in since we last made it, so I haven't heard it in over two years. Um, hi oh, and welcome thank goodness to for that. Welcome to Let's Steal a Podcast, the podcast in which me, Fabi, gets slowly feminized by my co-host, Cassidy. Uh, Feminized and seduced. And seduced. uh, But all of... The worst part is that all of the character development happened off screen. Because last episode, (laughs) not counting counting the trailer episode... Last Just epi- like this episode. <laughs> Last episode we did, um, I, I was going by Fa- I was going by Fabby and a different, a slightly different name. I'm just Fabby now. Um, I was using she they pronouns. It's she her now. We were not dating. We wouldn't date for like another year. We're dating now. That's the damn dog. Yeah. That's the damn dog you're hearing. Hang on, she probably wants a like a chicken neck or something or to go outside. You were right, you, she you, is transphobic. I'm talking about she is transphobic. My transphobic. You do uh, keep going for a while. You sure, talk sure. about whatever you want, and I'll figure it out on the editing. <laughs> she has left. We have cameras on. She has left, and. Now I get to tell y'all how much I fucking love Cassidy. I love her so much. She makes my life wonderful. She's been there with me so many times when I've needed her. And sometimes you just re- you just realize you're in love with your best friend. And it, I mean, that's so, so scary, right? Because like... It's your best friend, and and what's going to happen with your relationship? Because you love her as your best friend, but what if you love her more? Okay, she's here. Uh, anyway, she's amazing and great. We have Foley work in this podcast. Oh, yeah, Foley work. Now the dog's out of the house, and you can't do that with cats because they'll eat local wildlife. <laughs> what are we doing this episode? We are watching episode one of Leverage Redemption. <sighs> too many Rembrandts? Is that what it's called? The Too Many Rembrandts job. Uh, are you ready? Oh, I can't hold all these Rembrandts. Oh, no. Are you ready to be... One, are we going to talk about our weeks? Question <laughs> mark. We should talk about what we've been doing. I mean, mine's easy. I've been playing way too much Fallout New Vegas. Like, way too much Follow New Vegas. I feel guilty and sad for doing it. Um, just hey, it's a rite of passage. I haven't played a video game this much in forever. It's been three days where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play this four hours on end. And it's been so long since I did that with a game. Um, it's hey, not perfect. you deserve some nice gameplay. Yeah. It's not perfect. For once. I think it's definitely showing its age. It's over 10 oh, years yeah. old now. Um, I would not play a game from that era without mods. Yeah, honestly, it's not... Well, that sort of genre yeah, of game without it, mods. It's not super broken. It's a little bit broken. 
Um, there was one. Just a little bit, bro. I was in the. I think it was a Gamora casino, and then suddenly everything was green. And if I moved the screen, it like disappeared and then came back. And I was like, oh yeah. Um, but I was meaning more like in design wise. Okay, for, let's get this out of the way. This game is really well written. First and foremost, mostly really well written. Mostly really well designed. There have been spots where I've been like, oh, I, you, the limitations are maybe there. Where I was like, I have this piece of information that this character gave me. So I'm going to talk to this character. You did not Ooh. program this. Oh, it makes sense. This character should ask me about this information I just have. I, I guess you didn't think of that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but in some places... Mm-hmm. It's really good how interconnected the world feels. Yeah. Like, multiple quests will make you go to the, like, the power plant. Yeah. With the big salt lamp. Yeah. Like, it it works sometimes. It doesn't work all yeah. the time. I think it definitely hits and misses. Um, the I already complained about it on Twitter, but, like, the whole bit with the ghouls and the Night King, I think it's... So far, the worst bit of game design. Like, yeah. that, those maps are very hard to navigate, and you're being attacked by ghouls and Niken. Despite that you can theoretically, like I was, trying to help them, so I'm trying not to kill them, because I'm trying to help them, so why would I be killing them when both of their leaders are like, well, no, don't kill them. Some of the ghouls are feral. Yeah, but the guy who's in charge of ghouls is talks about the feral ghouls if you talk to him. Like, they are part of our flock. They are still... We can save them. So, like... Yeah. He's saying, do not kill them. Basically. Uh, how, how high is your stealth skill? I think you oh, might it's be able shit. to still pass some of them. Oh, yeah, that's probably why. Uh, no, but, like... So, so... I'm playing a high charisma, high intelligence, high luck build. I mean, that's the way to go. Yeah. I wanted to see... Because everyone always talks about this is a game you can talk your way out of anything. I wanted to see if that was true. My speech is really yes. high. My science is really high. Uh, my uh, medicine is really high. Uh, and my... I can't wait for Fabi really to put this to good use in uh, doing a malpractice to fascism. It's going to be so good. I don't know what it is, for sure. Uh, my favorite bit of medicine was when you meet... I don't know what they are. It's like a weird pig thing. I posted a picture on Twitter the other day. It's like this pink... It's called Sniffles, I think. And oh, the, the, the naked mole rat. Naked mole rat. It's like a giant naked mole rat. And it's hurt. And I was like five, five away... To heal it, and I was I was feeling so bummed because I couldn't heal it. And then I randomly, in the next quest I was doing, found a medicines magazine, and I immediately fast traveled back to where the naked morad was. And I'm like, I'm healing you. I I yeah. I need to. So I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, and I yeah. I will say this about Bethesda games: mm. they have well, not really. New Vegas isn't really yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, it's more of like an like, Obsidian game, which I, I have played yeah. Divinity Originals in 2. Yeah. 
that sort of like open world Mm -hmm. RPG. They're so good for replayability. And like, I know it's been done to Mm -hmm. death that Skyrim is being ported to everyone's toaster Mm -hmm. or whatever. But there are things where you boot up Skyrim or New Vegas or whatever and you find new things. Like, in none of my playthroughs of New Vegas have I. have I realized that Boxcars was a character? The guy who got second place at the. the oh, really? Auction. He's my yeah, favorite no. character so far. So that's wild. He, yeah. Yeah. I I saw him on a Let's Play a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that was the first time I had ever seen him. Yeah. That bit, his narration is what made. His narration is what made me like this game. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Up until that point, I was like, this game is fine. It has had moments. But the moment you get to that town, you see the weirdo who's like, I won, I won. Woohoo! I won the lottery! And then you turn into the first door that's there. It's the first one you can enter. And then this guy with his broken legs explains to you what the lottery is. And tells you the story. I was like, oh, holy shit, this game has re- This game doesn't just have okay writing. It has excellent writing sometimes. Uh, and that was like the thing that hit me. And then after hearing that, then I go into town and see all the crucifixions. And Way you, you more see effective. the furry guy? Uh, yeah. The furry you guy. Mean the furry? The furry guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, um, I got to Vegas, uh, I got to Vegas, I have played Fallout before in the past, but I was in a bad place, and I didn't remember it, and I hated it, and last time I got to Vegas by, like, bartering and charming people into, like, selling me a passport super cheap, or a fake passport, this time, so this is a funny thing, because I wasn't supposed to... If the game worked properly, I wouldn't be in Vegas. Because I'm looking through this NCR facility. Uh, I enter, I uh, interrogate uh, a guy from Caesar's Legion, get some information out of him. And I'm like going through every door. I have uh, I have Veronica with me, which is the first time that I have a, a companion. Uh, I hadn't find them in yeah. my other playthroughs. Which Howard loves. No, she's great. Uh, so, well, we'll see. And I'm, I'm going, and then there's these two people next to a door, so I'm walking, and I'm, like, right next to them when they're like, oh, you can't move any forward. And then immediately, I didn't move anymore. Then immediately they start shooting at me, and Veronica just kills them with one punch. Boom, boom. One punch! And I'm like, well... What the fuck? Uh, and I go through the door, and that's the door they're guarding the monorail. And I'm like, I'm going to go and finish talking to everyone. No one says, like, oh, my God, you killed two of ours. No one says that. Uh, so I'm like, well, they were guarding that. And I'm like, okay, let me use the monorail. And when I cross it, everyone's like, oh, hey, it's you. No one is like, how did you get here? How did you, you get to access to the monorail? They're like, oh, hey, welcome. And I'm like, what? Welcome. So, that's broken, right? That fe- that doesn't feel as intended. Um, it's weird. Uh, so, like, that's how I got to it's Vegas. It's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, I got to Vegas. I'm about to leave Vegas. 
uh, I I did all basically all the quests there. I'm about to uh, do the quest where you uh, sneak away the girls outside outside the casino. I'm waiting for it to be midnight so I can take them with me. And then after that, I'm nice. probably gonna go to that bunker, or I might just explore for a little bit. Uh, I have the platinum chip. Mister House is telling me to do things. Um, ah, I you met Walt Disney then. I met Walt Disney. Uh, I I the first time that I met him I was like, no, I'm gonna give it to you, and like he killed me, and I was like, do I want to just walk away? I'm like, no, you know what. I'm going to give it to him and see what happens. And then he gave it back. And I'm like, okay, then. I'm not going to give this back to you after this. Um, so, yeah, no. Uh, I that, That's what I've been doing. Playing New Vegas. Mostly a really good game. I play, I gambled a lot. Because I have a high luck. Wow. I gambled a lot. Played a lot of blackjack. Gambling. Yeah. I won like uh, 10,000 or 20,000. Uh, bottle caps, and then I was like, "Okay," awesome. and I was like, "Okay, I don't need, I don't need money anymore." When people are like, when it gives me like the option, like push them for more, I'm like, "No, I'm good." Like I have like twenty thousand bottle caps, I'm fine. <sighs> Anyways, what you been doing? I've been playing Starcraft. Uh, uh that's the a- original. A game about uh, tick ties, right? Uh, it's a game about the American Civil War, maybe? Hmm. Okay. They sure do have a lot of talk of a confederacy huh. and that very particular flag that a bunch of people seem to claim as their heritage. A lot of people liked uh, Firefly and. A lot of people liked slavery, yeah. Yeah. And Firefly has a lot of problems. I was a show I loved. It has a lot of problems. One of them is how it kinda just took the aesthetics of the South and gave it to our heroes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Of the yeah, South so and I've the been... Civil War, specifically. The good thing, though, is that I'm, I, I'm fighting the Confederacy. Hell so yeah. that's good. Hell yeah. Um... Except that McCree Overwatch was based on, um, uh, like, concept art from that, and he was a confederate, so... Huh. Huh. Different continuity. Different continuity. Overwatch is only slightly racist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh Yeah, let's let's not discuss things that I have no idea about. Um... I can't wait for Kerrigan to go sicko mode. Yeah! Your sicko wife. Yeah! Um, where is she? Um, okay. I want to put some gifts in the Discord. Uh, this is what her, like, character portrait looked like in the original game. Okay. She was real sicko mode. Okay. She and this is mode? what she looks like in the remaster. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, hard as. These are supposed to be gifts, but whatever. <laughs> I I mean, I think she looked cool in the original. Uh, she yeah. kind of looks like a tank girl sort of situation. 
Uh, she definitely looks way more femme in the remaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Um, I've been playing that. It's so clunky. Uh, <laughs> but I find I can... I'm playing through the turn campaign at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm on the second to last mission, which is where Kerrigan gets abducted. Um, because Mr. Mengsk leaves her to die, and that never gets resolved until the sequel, StarCraft oh. 2. Uh, but... StarCraftier. Yeah. StarCraftier. Um, yeah. Very clunky. Uh, turns are good at defending. Uh, I wish I could, uh, like, I I wish my SCVs would automatically start mining when they're created instead of me having to assign them. It feels, it doesn't feel like it was only three years before uh, Age of Empires 2, mm-hmm. but it was. Huh. It feels a lot less polished. What year did the original Age of Empires come out? I don't know, sweetheart. The original Age of Empires, um, originally released in '97. Does it didn't StarCraft release in '98? I'm pretty sure StarCraft released in '98. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks a lot worse than the original Age of Empires. Weird. Yeah, weird. Anyway, I I picked the uh, StarCraft remastered up at the um, summer sales on mm. the Battle.net store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So uh, you are playing a game from 1998. I'm playing a game from 2010. Let's split the difference and talk about a TV show that originally aired in 2008. That's called a segue? Did you like that one? 2007. Well, Wikipedia lied to me. Well, it started in 2007. No, it's 2008. If it was 2008, then Aldous Hodge lied to me. I watched an interview with him. Originally released December 7, 2008. Okay, yeah, Aldous Hodd lied to me. Uh, but he probably didn't lie about being a hierologist. Huh. Which means he, he makes watches. Oh, he makes so watches? He's, yeah. Doesn't I mean, he's an actor by trade, but also yeah. I gather hierology is like a sort of a side hobby. gig yeah. hobby for That's him. That's Yeah. Um, we ruined my perfect segue, by the way. We, I had the oh, perfect yeah, that, segue to start talking about job. the show. <laughs> that's uh, my job, Are you babe. ready for me to surprise you? Babe, surprise me. I'm pregnant. No, wait. That can't work. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I mean, you could be pregnant. Uh, um, you I notoriously have multiple partners. It's true, but I was going to say it's yours. Anyways. Um... So, I like this episode. I like this episode. I actually really, really like this episode. Honestly, kind of agree with you. Okay, I thought you. I thought you were. I thought you did not like it. Uh, maybe I'm projecting later episodes onto it. See, that's what uh, you should watch one other time. Well, I. To be fair. This is the original. This is the original uh, not mechanic, but like 
the original um, dynamic we had where you've seen them and I haven't. Yes. You've seen all of them, right? I've seen all eight of them, yes. I, I watched them all in one weekend. I, I, that's probably a bad way to watch them, I'm going to say. Honestly, probably. Which is uh, why I will be re-watching them. Yeah. Uh, so, do not spoil me, because I've only seen this one episode. But so far, this is really good. Like, l- I'm legitimately surprised about how good this yeah. episode is. It feels really polished. They I, feel like they took, like, at least five goes at the script. I think it has one section that's a little bit... I don't want lagging... One section that I was like, okay, let's just get on with it near, like, the three quarters. When it's, like, right before they reveal the new plan. Yeah. It's like, okay, we have to to go through the motions because it's a leverage. uh, It's a leverage episode. But it was still, it's a really good leverage episode. I don't think this is, like, an amazing piece of media. And I don't think this is better than the best Leverage episodes, which in my mind is the pilot and the finale are the two best Leverage episodes uh, for me. Uh, I don't think this is better than those, but I think it's a good Leverage episode. Yeah, it, it was a good episode. I mean, it's certainly not perfect, but what can be? We yeah. can't all be the Rashomon job. <laughs> I... Rashomon job is good. It was about always... them being family. You always liked it more than I did. Yeah. I I was always I was always a big fan oh. of the pilot. The pilot is still my favorite episode of theirs. What? Hey. Uh, Marie posted a uh, uh, crush comic cover in the in the Ooh. wife chat. That's a good variant, babe. We should pick that up. I also need number three. I haven't gotten number three. Crush number three. Uh, we can talk in our podcast about the wife chat that I have with you and my other wife. Who's Why in not? the room in the background. I got a sub-11 with Rama. Uh, who's speedrunning Haiti? So if you wait, sub eleven. Congrats. Oh, no, sub twelve. Sub twelve. Okay, okay. Sub eleven, but I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other day I was recording TWA, and she got a like a sub eight. Eight forty seven. Oh yeah, I heard that and one. I, I just saw so. her like jump like yeah, yeah, and I'm like hell yeah, babe. Because, like, that's really good. If you don't know about Katie speedrunning, eight eight minutes, under nine minutes is really good. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyways. Uh, nice. I love you. I love her. <laughs> We're talking about leverage. We Should love we... leverage. Is there so- anything we need to cover before we talk to the- about the episode? Okay, so uh, this episode... The Too Many Rembrandts Job mm-hmm. uh, was written by Dean Devlin and John Rogers and Chris Downey. John Rogers, my... Wait, is John Rogers my enemy? I can't remember if that was... Our one. enemy, the coward yeah, John Rogers. the coward yeah. John Rogers. And it who's was many by since, Dean Devlin. Whose many sins you and I have recorded for the past two years that we actually did the podcast. This was a he, good one. 
I'm not the person to talk about it, but I mm-hmm. definitely think there's a thing this episode and probably the next with, mm-hmm. like, substance dependence. Hmm. But there's probably something there mm-hmm. that John Rogers didn't do great, but... Okay, we'll and I can that. see it, but I am in no way qualified to talk about it. Yeah. Um, for, for for what it's worth with my money, nothing raised flags this episode. But if someone yeah. else said that something did, I would defer to them. Absolutely. So yeah, it feels yeah. like it feels like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, at least I'm going to give him for this one episode, which is all we're talking about. Do not tell me about future episodes, my love. I have yeah. not seen them. For this one episode, John, you have, you will be not incurring my wrath for this episode. I do want to keep a running tally of all the, uh, of all the transphobic and uh, sex and homo transphobic and uh, uh homophobic jokes so far we haven't gotten any but we which got, is good which is good, good but in the last series we got a bunch so uh, we, I'm hoping... we sort of got an ableist joke this episode but i'll oh, we'll get, get to it when we discuss yeah. it uh what what we did get this episode and i wrote it down a lot is they better say Hardison and Elliot are dating, or this is like incredible queer baiting. Like Babe, this is you know they're not. This you is fucking no, they're not. But the stuff that happens in this episode is like way more queer baity than like fucking Wonder Soldier. Way more queer that was not queer than, baity at all. That John, there's that one scene where they have their they're touching each other's junk. It's very gay. Okay, sure. Um, and they Listen. keep falling on top of each other. And we're, this is not a fucking Winter Soldier uh, episode. Elliot and Harrison act like they're together. and They do. They do. And I know they're not going to put them together, which kind of pisses me off. Because... Kind if you're going to do yeah. these jokes, if you're going to have that intimacy, just fucking... You don't even have to have them kiss. To, to show them, like, getting out they of the same kiss, bed. They should kiss, though. No, yeah, they should kiss. But, like, just in case the actors are uncomfortable or whatever yeah. bullshit, have them get come out of the same bed. All three of them. Boom. You're done. All three of them out of the same bed. Like, They sardines. act like they're in a relationship. Actually, no. They do. They act like Parker... And Harrison are in a relationship. Yes. And the Harrison and, and Harrison Elliot and are in a relationship. Yes. I love. They're polyamorous. They definitely are. You know what? I'm gonna are. tweet. They should be. Unless you tell me not to. I'm gonna no, tweet. No, do it. Where's do it, my coward. phone? I'm gonna tweet at John Rogers and Dean Devlin. Uh, I if that is what they do end up doing. Yeah. I really like how they. Uh, John. How, We'll get to it later, but I liked the Parker and Hardison dynamic in this episode. John Rogers one, is this it? No. No. What's this Twitter? <laughs> I don't know. Um Well, I, I probably should have looked this up first. I'm very smart. Love you too, babe. Uh John Oh, it is John Rogue One. Okay, I had it. 
John Rog, like the, like the Captain Marvel villain. Uh, add John Rog. Ah, uh, we love this television. Add Dean Devlin. Boom. Uh, I hope. The interactions between Hardison, uh, Hardison and Elliot. We're we're doing this live. Elliot are more than just queer baiting. They are. But don't don't use the term queer baby in this instance, please. Okay. I I I think there's a discussion to had be had whether they are or are not queer baby. It feels like they're queer baiting. Honestly, in this episode. Uh... Okay. Yeah, you can use it then. Uh... You can definitely use it next well, episode. It is queer baiting. If they don't not, if this is, doesn't go anywhere, uh, I hope the interactions between Harrison and Elliot are not just queer baiting, but that they are shown to be in a relationship. Uh, Hang on. It would. A great opportunity to showcase a healthy polyamorous relationship <laughs> with Parker. Okay, I'm... Yes. I'm about to send this. Okay. At the start of the original leverage, Aldous Hodge would have been, like, 21 years old, and Christian Kane would have been 38. Yeah, but they're adults. They're... I think they're adults They are adults. They are adults now, but... I... They, if they were real people, I would have a problem with it. I, I honestly, I wouldn't, because it's not like they were... They, this this dynamic between them did not exist in the last series. Uh, not to this to, level. Not necessarily uh, to this level, but there were, oh, there were a lot of trio shippers. Yeah, but I think it... I think it it's so strong in this one. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah. Hardison is drunk for part of it. Eh. But it, it, a lot of it comes from Elliot, so... Yes, anyway. a lot of it does. I'm sending this. I'm ready to get muted by them. Oh, please. Get ready blocked, to get blocked. <laughs> yeah. Ready to be blocked. I'm ready to get blocked. Uh, someone sent me a tweet. Oh, it's a bear. That's me. Thank you, Nice. Mark. 
Anyway, that's the bad. We should talk about this episode, huh? We should talk about Harry. This sure, it's a let's see. All we've been talking for half an hour. Uh, we we should talk about Harry because we said last episode in a trailer mm-hmm. breakdown mm-hmm. that he was named Harry Sullivan. Yeah. Somewhere along the lines, they changed that to Harry Wilson, and I can only conceive that it was because they realized that Harry Sullivan is a Doctor Who character. <laughs> Maybe. And I am hoping that they will use Harry Sullivan as an alias for our Mr. Wilson this season. In the second half of it. Yeah. I would like that. I would like that cool reference. You're a cool reference. Um, yeah. So. Uh, You want to lead us through this? Yeah? Babe, what do you do if your husband dies? Uh, shit, um... Mourn him? Why are you killing Sarah? Not that husband. Uh, Your husband, Nate Ford. I have never married Nate Ford. (laughs) That man had Ah, anger issues. That's that's a good point. Like, motherfucker burned himself out. He destroyed his liver. He destroyed a lot of his things, CBA. God. I, Um, I I really hope. Because mm-hmm. Nate's dead. Nate's dead. Nate's uh, fucking de- dead. Nate's, Nate's been in the ground for Here. one whole slutty year. I, well, no, I'm going to save this for the scene. Or are yeah. we going to go break by break, or are we just going to talk about it? I'm, I'm going scene by scene, but I okay. want to make sure. I really want Nate to have died of natural causes. It seems like yes. He... Because... Yeah, I really don't want him to have been killed by someone. No, Unless I mean, it was Sophie and she was getting revenge for, like, him being a shithead. That's fine. Based but on I this prefer episode, he died of natural cause. Based on this episode, unless it gets retconned later and, like, oh, Sophie was lying. Uh, which, that would be kind of a bummer. Uh, on this episode, he died so because he burned himself out. That's the language Sophie used. He spent a lot of time being... They don't say being a raging alcoholic. They say, like, burning He burns and, too hot. Yeah. And, like, hating and having anger. It was like, Code, he was a raging alcoholic. Uh, yeah. And he he burned himself out. He, he drank himself to an early grave. Yeah. I mean... Outside of Timothy Hutton being sex pest that he is, mm-hmm. if he wasn't, I would be genuinely sad that Nate is dead. It what? Uh, outs- if if it wasn't like to just get Nate, yeah. uh, Timothy Hutton off the show, I would be genuinely like sad at Nate's I, passing. Uh, I don't think I'm sad. It's a well, little yeah, bit like I am like how uh, nostalgic yeah. is the right word, but like I remember those times with those characters, and like I understand why Sophie is depressed and grieving. Like that's yeah. the most I do, right? Like I empathize with her. Like yeah, her husband fucking died, regardless yeah. of whether who he was a good person or bad person. That's someone she loved and had a life yes. with. And he died. And she... Mm, oh. 
in this fucking episode, she does a tour of the force of acting. Fucking shout out to Gina Bellman. Gina, oh my fucking god. So fucking She good. was acting her heart out this episode. It, she was it's, so it's all the little thing. Good. It's so fucking good. Uh, yeah, no, the MVP of this episode. Despite, everyone's really good. I liked everyone oh, in this yeah. episode. Um, it, I liked everyone. There's a couple minor characters that felt badly acted but they're like minor characters at the end yeah. the the museum guy and the and the insurance lady they felt like you this is your first scene in your life uh which is fine like they're nothing characters they're never gonna come back again yeah. um but or like, are they oh i hope not uh the primary cast is really good in this episode incredibly good uh yeah. 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 They feel like, at least sometimes, yeah. when they're not acting their hearts out over their dead husband, mm -hmm. the entire principal cast seems like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it also feels like these are those characters, right? Like, yes. they, they, feel they feel like, like those friends characters. Too. Yes. And, like, friends that a lot of shit has happened. Like, yes. It, it's that good. That little scene in the kitchen was so yes. good. Let's yeah. talk about this episode. Maybe I Let's love you, talk but about I don't want to be recording for three hours. Let's, Let's talk about this episode. <sighs> okay, so Mr. Wilson is in a bit of a... Actually, I should pull up the episode, because <laughs> I did take as detailed notes as uh, I usually I do. I took notes. I can, I can lead us through this if you want. Oh, like. no, yeah, I took notes, but okay. I didn't take as detailed notes. Yeah. So we get a bit of a flash-forward sequence. I do not like oh. these flashbacks slash flash forwards. They look cheesy. Yeah. They look weird. I don't like hate them when they run the episode. They just look. They were off. If the rest of the episode wasn't really good, these 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 left me a bad taste. You're gonna see in my notes when I start uh, really loving this episode. These flashbacks were not it. They were they were kind of weird. Yeah. So we see. Uh, Wilson, uh, Mr. Wilson, uh, in a museum looking at a photo. Uh, we see some shots of him at a business table. A shot that isn't actually in the episode later of huh. him smashing a car with a shovel. Huh. Which, like, huh, I wonder if it's his in. car. I think it's his car, yeah. And there's a bunch of flashes, yeah. uh, ends with him with a gun to his head. Huh. And then we go three days earlier. And Sophie, oh, Gina Bellman. Excellent job oh. here. Oh, fantastic. They're doing this thing this time where you can see texts on the screen and it has a little bubble with the person who's texting's initial. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting. It's a bit... It's a bit... It feels like... That would have been in style when Leverage ended. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't hate it, but like, seems a bit weird. Yeah, because I don't remember the original Leverage doing stuff like that with text on screen. Yeah, it. I think it's fine. I liked it. It didn't take me out of yeah. it. It made sense. It's an easy shorthand. It worked it with the characters, and it has a really strong emotional point at the end with Parker's message. Yeah. Uh, 
I think this scene is really good, and the text on screen does not bother me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me per se, it's just a bit jarring out of place, like the flashback scenes. I, w- I was fine with the text on screen. Yeah. So, how does Gina Bellman look fantastic? I mean, I know it's because I'm a lesbian, but wow. <laughs> Uh, she looks great, and I'm bisexual, so I'm telling you. Uh, um, no, yeah, she looks great. Gina Bellman age. Uh, she is younger than my mother. It's okay. <laughs> she is two years younger than okay, my mother. I. We need to move on. I there's a phrase <laughs> that I'm gonna type that I don't want to say, but it's in my hand. Uh, oh, babe, you know I'll say it for you. If you want to, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Look, I'm Gina Bellman is an incredibly attractive... Incredibly attractive. Woman, yeah. <sighs> Don't do it! <laughs> Gina Bell wants mommy milk, because... <laughs> you did it! <laughs> she... Miss Belmont, uh, if you ever happen to listen to this... Uh, it's, uh, it's Bellman, not Bellman, Belmont. Sorry, you're not a vampire hunter. Um, <laughs> uh, you're incredibly attractive. Uh, we are objectifying only from the female perspective. <laughs> the female lens. <laughs> I, I'm going to say... Uh-huh. I didn't take much notice of her, of her Sierra Madres in this episode. Oh yeah, no, no, no. This was most. I wanted to call her mommy. Okay, well. Yeah, that, that's then. where that joke was. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, uh, fine wine. She's she's looking so good. Mm-hmm. Adding her to the list of women who are just, like, incredibly beautiful. Uh, she goes right under Angela Bassett and right above Emma Thompson. Um, yeah. Um, hey, women? Women. Wrinkles make you look good, actually. Incredibly hot. Crow's feet? Actually, fantastic. Incredibly hot. Yeah. So... The team are wanting to meet up with her today because mm-hmm. it's the first anniversary of Nate Ford's death, and she's she's kind of not feeling it. Understandably, she's 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 gone into a bit of a depression. Yeah, she still looks fantastic. But she they, plays. She plays it very well, like very believable. Uh, made me feel her, for her. Yeah, all her actions. Yeah. Are great. And I think the only difference to her physically is her hair is slightly out of place. Yeah. Uh, and I just got to the bit where she's collapsing on her bed and crying, and oh my god, Sheena Bellman. Big mood. Oh. Yeah. Like, I get the feeling that she and Nate have been, like, casually theming since they yeah. got off the leverage con. Because there are artifacts around their house. 
Yeah. And she eventually does decide to go visit Nate's grave. With which, which means, by the way, that she hasn't stolen anything in at least a year. If yes. Nate was in the hospital for longer, maybe even longer. But yes. that means that she at least hasn't stolen. She hasn't stolen anything in at least a year. Um, also, I really like that she keeps she keeps writing these messages to the crew where she says like she does not want to meet, but and then she the can't figure them, out what to say. Yes, and then Parker and then Parker just says, uh, "I miss you," and that's what oh. makes her go. That's what makes her go and like. Incredibly well written, incredibly well acted, and now it's when I post you a TikTok that I want you to react to. I will get to it later, but Parker has gone through some excellent character development off screen. Mm-hmm. Father's uh, Day is... lunch with Dad. Where is he, Mom? Down there in the ground. Come on, have a fry. Have a fucking fry, Nate. Uh, this is what I'm fucking re- fried, mate. That's what, that's what that reminded me. Like, I could see the leverage crew. This is a TikTok where there's a family, and they're like, Father's I'll, Day. I'll put it in the, yeah, put it in the description. In the description. Yeah. They're like, uh, Father's Day's lunch with Dad. Where is he, Mom? And the mom points to a grave, and then she throws a fry. And she's like, have a, f- have a fry. And, like, I can imagine the leverage crew around Nate's grave in a couple of years. Like, have a fucking oh, fry, Nate. Nate. You know, just have, have a fucking shot of whiskey, you fucker. I think he prefer the whiskey, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> 50 years later, the grass around Nate's grave is all dead because there's <laughs> been so many shots poured on it. Oh. Rip. Anyways. We're two minutes into the episode and 45 minutes into recording. We need to speed up, my love. My love, what if we didn't? What if we just sat I, here I do forever? have to sleep. I have to make sure that uh, Maria's okay, who had surgery recently and I've been taking care of her. I have work uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, very well. Um, <laughs> so... There's this incredibly cringe scene where they meet up and also their titles. It's silly. It's... Uh, it's not incredibly cringe, but it, it is kind of... It's a little cringe, but, like, it's not bad cringe. I don't think it's bad cringe. Um, it's good cringe, which I will make... In this essay, I will make an argument for good cringe. I am good cringe. Uh, it's good cringe. Uh, it's silly. It's unrealistic. Uh, but I'll let it go because I love these characters and they, they get some leeway. Despite all my problems with leverage, I love these characters. I would expect this sort of, like, strangeness from Parker, or -hmm. perhaps Sophie, if she was being super dramatic and acting Mm -hmm. badly. Uh, but I wouldn't expect this from Elliot. Elliot starts it, right? Elliot starts it, yeah. Listen... Maybe Elliot picked up some quirkiness from Parker and Harrison after being together for almost ten years. Yeah, maybe. You you pick uh, up your partner's quirks, your partner yeah. and your metamorphs quirks. Yeah. So Nate's grave reads Nathan Ford, beloved father, husband, and friend. And yep, yeah, that's that's generic. 
And yeah, it works sure. because yeah. that's that's what it was. Yeah. Basically. But also <laughs> it's generic enough that it doesn't give any insight as to who keeps coming and visiting his grave year after year. Do you think his ex-wife is going to show up in this? I mean, you've seen it. But do you think his ex-wife is going to show up in Leverage ever again? No. I don't She was so. a big character. I would say, like... She unless was she like, is a client. Mm. Unless she is a client. I, after Jim Sterling, she was, I would say... The biggest recurring character. I'm not counting Tara, because Tara's part of the core team. Uh, yeah. But after Jim Sterling, I would say she was like the most reoccurring character. So yes. it's interesting if we never see her again. Even I, though her connection is gone, I would be interesting to see the dynamic as long as the writers don't just make it a weird cat fight. Yeah, you dropped out there for a second on audio. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I would honestly, I'd like to see her back. Uh, we probably got this in the main series, when Sophie and Nate were dating, but, mm-hmm. like, I'd like to see her reaction to Nate's death. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, like, yeah. what she's done with her life. Yeah. Uh, I think she's a she's an important leverage character that we should have something on. I don't expect her to be every... I Listen, if you can't get the actors, give me a line. Give yeah. me a. I was on the phone with Blank. I can't remember her name. <laughs> I, I I had a I had a dinner with with her or something like. Uh, we have lunch every we other. We went month. to a wine tasting. Yeah, or with something. Besties. It's a character that I would be very bummed if we never heard anything from again. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, anyways, same with Jim. I yeah, want to see Jim Sterling back. Yeah, if you can get Mark Shepard, once again, give me a line. Give me, oh, yeah. let me call a friend. And then it it cuts to, like, uh, a building or an office in the name place of Jim Sterling. And that's all we need. Just give me that if you can't get Mark Shepard. Yeah. Honestly, I want to see his daughter in one of the international yes. teams. Yes, one of the teams, yes. Please. That would be uh, good. That would be great, even. Bring your dad to work day. Uh, yeah. Jim Sterling, daddy? Okay, we're not having this conversation. What? What's your opinion He's on the attractiveness of, of Mark Shepard? He's hot. I'd fuck him. I mean, I wouldn't, but I can see that he's but you're a lesbian, an so... attractive man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am a famed bisexual. Uh, I would do the nasty deed with Mr... Mark Shepard. Although, to be fair, on one hand, I haven't seen him since, like, I guess Leverage, maybe. Uh, But on the other hand, I'm sure he's aged fine. Uh, I still still do the sex with him. He feels like a father figure to me, but not like a Uh father figure that you'd want. He's like the father figure that you have. Bitch, I have daddy issues. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> I That's want your to call fault, not you. <laughs> I <laughs> I want Mark Shepard to rail me while I call him daddy. What's wrong? 
I really hope he doesn't listen to this. If you do, Mark, call me. And then, uh, I was going to say pass my number on to Gina Bellman, but no, she's probably busy. Probably straight. Let's probably face straight. It. Like, no judgment, but like a little judgment, Gina. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably straight. Uh, uh, yeah. So they do the bird's eye view walk away, which nice mm-hmm. to see returning from the original series. Yeah. Uh, but they're all going together, one after the other. Please. It's neat. And then we're back at Sophie's place for brunch. We love brunch. Good scene. Good around the table scene. Very leveraged. Very good. Yeah. So 12 international teams. And three minutes in, we have a community reference. I wrote it down. Community reference, huh? Yeah. Worst timeline. We're, we're on the worst timeline. Fuck. The darkest timeline? Yeah. Listen. I'm a huge community fan. I have a Funko Pop of Avid and a Funko Pop of Troy. Troy and Abed in the morning. But as as Dan Harmon continues his descent into NFT them and other shit. I um, remember how Rick and Morty had a cameo in uh in a fucking basketball movie with Warner Brothers cartoon characters. Uh, does it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, not. Uh, oh, I won't, but I've seen images hmm. of it. Yeah, you know. Uh, but my question is, do you think community references are going to get, like, dated in a bad way? Because uh, community is already a little bit dated. It is dated, but I don't think they'll be dated in a bad way. Cause I think if they started, are referenced, yeah. it'll be things that make sense outside of that context. Like, yeah, we're like, in the darkest timeline. Yeah, community started in 2009, so like not that Ooh. far away from leverage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and went until 2015, so a couple more years than leverage. But they were at their peak both on the air at the same time. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it it, I, it caught me off guard slightly, but it makes sense because, like, yeah, of course, it's something that Hardison would say. Of course, and Hardison that loves would reference in saying it. Yeah, because they they probably have seen that episode a hundred times. It's a yeah. good episode. I like that episode. I yeah. fuck. I used to have a crush on Dan Harmon. I Dan, can you you should quit that show with the anti union fucker you work with. Do, do more stuff like Great Minds, Dan. You can do good stuff. You and Spencer did good stuff. Don't, don't, don't do Rick and Morty anymore. Anyways. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, uh, Hardison's a bit of a lightweight, apparently. Mm-hmm. Same? Same. Uh, so <laughs> they're drinking, they're drinking, like, whiskey. Mm-hmm. In, like... What is that? A highball glass? That's I uh, so. as far as I know. That's not a proper whiskey glass. I know, like alcohol whiskey snobs get uppity about that, but mm-hmm. it's kind of weird to only have like an inch of alcohol in such a large glass. I, I'm listen. I don't know. I drink beers. Uh, I what I do know is that Elliot and Carterson are fucking dating. 
the the hey, way their hey, interactions. Dude, 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 you're a real lightweight. I'm not counting you out of here. It's that like, does sound like a couple line. You should have yeah. brought a jacket. And then later, later when they're in the in the museum, he's like, "I fucking told you." And then he gives him an aspirin and takes care of him. They're fucking dating. Oh, They're dating. You're right. They they are. Which listen, these characters they made a lot of gay jokes about them the first season. So like I'm reclaiming them not the first season, the first series. I'm reclaiming them for the queers. John Rogers, this is how you fix this. This is how you repent to me, motherfucker. They're this fucking is how you- dating. This is how you redeem yourself as a process. Redemption this is how is a John process. Rogers can still win. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're fucking dating. It's yeah. a happy polyamorous relationship. Yeah, and um, well, uh, turns out that Elliot has pivoted to food trucks, or as Parker says, meat wagons. Uh, that that makes sense for the character. That does. Yeah. It, and they're and it, basically and it their mobile good, bases, too. It's yeah, a cover. it provides good, like, cover slash plot cover to have yeah. them have a mobile base wherever they are. It uh, does. Like, makes sense. Spoilers, at the end of this episode, they're talking about one in, like, Panama. Uh, yeah. Like a tamale truck in, uh, tamales uh, truck in Panama. So, like, yeah. It works. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he does have regular food trucks, too, and they employ, like, military veterans. Uh, sure. That, sure. That makes sense with his character. A lot of his plot does. were about does. him wanting to, like, look after military veterans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that, perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think... You've seen this episodes, but, like, maybe yes. in a future season... Do you think they're gonna do... Because, I don't know if you know this, this is a thing, progressive, quote-unquote, TV shows do a lot, where they do a trans-military episode, where, like, they do an episode... Here, I'll write you the fucking episode. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying I've seen this episode, like, 20 times on, like, progressive TV. Uh, The victim is a transgender, probably woman, uh, it's maybe sometimes very rarely trans men, transgender woman who got everything taken away from her because she transitioned and she was uh, in the military, took stuff away. There's maybe like an evil PMC or like an evil general that really fucked her up and they're gonna, they're gonna... Take they're gonna money get away. her back into the military. They're gonna so get she... her back into the military because that's what she loves. She Ugh. loves killing brown people. Um, oh, listen, here I, I'm gonna get serious for one fucking second. If you're a trans person, or if you're anyone, and you're a veteran, if you, I, it is not my place. To tell you whether or not you should have enlisted. There are a million, a million valid reasons to enlist. Uh, so that's between you and yourself. But if you're like, no, I love the military. I still want to do this. After you've seen 
the horrors and the harms that the military cause, the pain and the murder that it does, um, there is no excuse. I know a lot of trans people and a lot of people of color, uh, friends of mine who have been in the military because according to them, these are their words, uh, it was their only option at the time. It was the only way they could get medical treatment. It was the only way they could get an education. It was like they were basically uh, um, not mind not mind but like uh, uh, propaganda. Uh, they were hit ah, with propaganda. propaganda super young that this was gonna be the great way to serve the country and. All my friends have who who this has happened to them after they served, they were like, fuck that shit. We hurt a lot of people because we were made to. I'll never want to do that again. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah. The military Hi. industrial complex is inherently abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, imperialism is inherently bad. Um, yeah. we should oh. move on. <laughs> Fucking Hi, hell, welcome speaking to, of imperialism. Welcome to the I podcast think, where I say uh, Mark Shepard is daddy, then go on a rant about uh, the military. Speaking of which, speaking mm-hmm. of which, I finished the traitor Barrow Cormorant the other day. Uh-huh. And it's just got me like, oh. Yeah, you, you, we were talking afterwards. It really brought you down. Oh, that was... Oh... I mean, I'm no stranger to writing fucked up, horrible, traitorous shit, but, like, oh. The difference is that when my characters betray people that they're in love with, they they do it for a, a cool uh, giant lady who's a god, uh, wannabe god, uh, but Baru does it for an evil empire. Anyway, you there, babe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just reading a message. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we're... Parker's. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're in the episode. Um, Parker's a bit gone, a bit stir crazy. She's. They have vents built into their house, uh, that's but she very knows cute. those vents. I like that. That they they did that. That that's great. That's good, uh, but there really is cute. nothing like the feeling of sliding into a hot, strange vent. Uh, they are for sure polyamorous. Oh, Listen, so- sometimes you just gotta slide into a different vent than the normally one you slide to. Yeah. They they do some toasts. Um, Hardison's yeah. doing a lot of work with refugee groups and stuff, yeah. pro-democracy groups. He's, Makes sense for his character. He runs George Clooney's war crime satellite. Huh. Yeah, um, it makes sense as a progression of his character. Like he's he's now Antifa. Yeah, he was always like a little bit of a hacktivist, and yeah. he always like cared for people who had no one for them. Uh, with like uh, orphans and uh, foster kids, so it makes yeah. sense that he has moved to refugees. That makes perfect sense for him. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, and honestly, good. 
Good for him. Yeah. He's doing something good that he likes. I like all these characters. Probably some of them like Elliot more than I like them in the original. Yeah. Elliot's moved on. He's gotten better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really, really hope, and you've seen them, so please don't tell me. I really hope we don't have another Elliot is processing Elliot is processing his his like harm he's done. There's some reference in this episode, which is fine, but I don't want to no. I I am the true evil episode. We had those last Hey fucking remember years. when Elliot killed kids? Remember what that's his thing, y'all. I don't know if you saw the original series. The thing he feels so bad about is that he murdered children. That's why he stopped being He murdered an assassin. children for a mob boss, essentially. He was an assassin and He was a after, fixer. Yeah, after he killed children. That shook him to the score, and that's what made him renounce guns. Honestly, fair? Yeah. Fair? But also, like... Oof, Elliot. Yeah. You should be putting food in kids, not holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Elliot, he's yeah. been very worried that Sophie has gone back into a shell since Nate died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna make some food. Uh, but she's like, Elliot, my cupboard's a bear. And that's definitely a warning sign of depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're not, like, making food for yourself. I mean, obviously, like, some Big in some mood. cases. Some cases when you work really late. Obviously, you don't have time to fix yourself a meal every single night. But, like, I feel like. Not having the function to make a meal for yourself. Uh-huh. That's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the scene. They're Especially friends. in something like Sophie where she doesn't work. She's just yeah. living off the billions of dollars she made from her criminals. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like the scene. They really act like friends. <laughs> with Elliot's kind of like the mom friend being like, okay... We're making food. And then food immediately when, when Sophie's like, I have nothing, uh, Harrison's like, okay, I'm going to the grocery store then. I'll run like, to the store. I, they're a family. It, a lot of media talks about found family and like it's become kind of like a niche topic to be like, you actually don't like found family. There's not really found family in media. This well, is found family. I'm gonna hazard a guess, hazard like a hypothesis that media is actually so saturated with found family. Yeah. Especially long running media. Like, name one long running series in the past two decades or so that hasn't resulted in some sort of found family. Yeah. Uh, you just but, can't do it. Unless yeah. they were already biological family, then that's just yeah, I, vanilla I just family. I think. This was done really well. Like, I believe yes. it immediately. These this people love each well. other so much. And like, and that's hard from episode one. But because we have that whole other series, this doesn't feel unearned. They love each other. Yes. Of course they love each other. Yeah. And it feels like that they and Sophie have been out of 
like contact for a bit. Yeah. Because they don't pick up that she is not doing okay. Yeah. Like, until they know, she like but bursts yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, so they decide to go steal something. We should go steal something. I I really like that. That's like that's how they like blow off steam, right? They're like, yeah. let's go fucking steal something. Be gay through crimes. Elliot shoots Parker a look, and then she goes and suggests that they steal something. Also, this this scene, Gina Bellman once again. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. So uh-huh. I can't tell if they. Go right from this to the yeah, museum? Yeah, they go right this from the museum. Yeah. So, there are some protesters outside, and... Yeah. Uh, they're protesting one of the sponsors, uh, Mr. Fletcher, Mats- Matt- Fletcher Maxwell. Uh, he's cancelled, and rightfully so. I really hope... Sorry for yelling. I really hope there's not an episode about Here's Why Cancel Culture is Bad. Oh, I can't remember if there is. I don't think so. Uh, Yeah, that would suck. Um, So, yeah, no. Uh, People are protesting him. Uh, They go in. uh, Harrison has a headache because he's a lightweight. And Elliot is dating him. They're fucking dating. Um, They definitely are. Yeah, so there's... It turns out Fletcher Maxwell, his family's company, uh, in this universe was responsible for the opioid epidemic. Mm-hmm. Which is... You know what? I don't have the knowledge enough to yeah. tell you if that... But I'll, I'll buy into it for this episode because it's fiction. I would say, like, even in this universe, they're probably one of the many reasons for the opioid epidemic. Um, One of the many, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They they made painkillers that were super addictive and... uh, Yeah. Weird. And they marketed them extremely aggressively. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, we hear that, and then, it's back, baby! It's back! Sophie it's does bad. an accent. Um, uh, does she do an accent right yet? Uh, yeah, because she she does an accent to to, to new guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before that though, we get a little scene of Sophie overhearing Mister Maxwell, not Mister Wilson, Maxwell, hmm. talking to the museum director. His name has been taken out of the brochure for the museum. And, yeah, that's going to be relevant later. Uh, so, yeah, Sophie is going to talk to Mr. Wilson about Mr. Maxwell. Uh, he's a she piece of an, work. She has, an, she has an American accent. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always she, like when Gina Berman does accents. She does them quite well. Unless she's doing brown face. Listen, I say accents, not, 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 not racism. Yeah. Accents, not racism. That's what my shirt says. (laughs) 
You can't be racist against uh, Scottish accents. Yeah, but she's she's doing an American, so it's fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she sees Mister Wilson looking at a Rembrandt portrait, and apparently she was the one who stole this last time it was on sale, on show. Yeah. It was That's the cool. one from two thousand two where she and Nate shot each other. Oh, where they one. first met. That's cute. That's a really cute callback. Uh, yeah, that's a really I, nice callback. I mean, I'll need to check the original episode yeah. just in case, but I, I'm fairly sure it's the same portrait. If that's they cute. showed it in the episode. Mm. Cute. Your girl's, your girl's getting sleepy, so be forewarned. Okay, I'll try to kick it up a notch. Um, so... Uh, yeah, when Nate and Sophie were doing Catwoman and Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Parker's gone to therapy. Yay! Like, I'm legit Good. super happy. It makes sense. Like, there were a lot, a lot of my problems uh, with Parker's character in the first series were that she they constantly played around with her being neurodivergent and making jokes about it. And then yes. one time they gave her drugs... Uh, they like they put her in a psychic facility that gave her meds, and she was, she herself said she was feeling better, and then they made a big joke about taking her away from those drugs. Mm. Um, so I'm really happy that they're like, yeah, no, she's dealing with it. She she goes sees a doctor, like yeah. a lot of people should, including me. I also see a doctor. Yeah. I take meds. I. I'm autistic. We've covered on th- this on the podcast before. <coughs> My throat's really dry. I haven't been I'm, I'm talking this much. Things. You're fine. Uh, um, we should go faster because, yeah, we're not yeah. used to talking this much. We're not used to it anymore. Um, so you just practice. Parker last series was very, very heavily coded as neurodivergent, neuroatypical, yes. as yes. you mentioned, Fabi. And they're they're doing a lot better with it this time around, I think. It's not a joke. I mean, it's not a joke. The joke is that she's seeing a child therapist, but it doesn't feel like a mean joke. Oh boy, I'll fucking get to that. It Um, doesn't feel like a mean joke, but I'll let you go. I have thoughts. I will. I'll get to it. Your thoughts are important. I like that they they seem to actually be. She does. She does like she stims in this series so far, yeah. at least once in this episode, and that's fantastic. I love to see it. Uh, She's could, could you, being... just in case we have someone in the audience who doesn't know what stimming oh, is. Oh, um, stimming is like uh, motion or like. Action that sometimes autistic people, sometimes ADHD people, and sometimes other uh, neurodivergent people will do for like uh, just because it feels good and to express themselves. Like now, uh, I don't do many of them because uh, I was forced to mask from such a young age, and there's a lot of talk about more masking means less stimming and such and such. Uh, but, like, 
she's doing hand flaps. Yeah. At once, at one point, and that's that's incredible. Like, there's so little like adult autistic representation mm-hmm. on television, even at the moment, and it's great to see her doing that. Where it falls flat, I think, is the joke where the psychologist she's seeing is a child psychologist. Because it happens a lot that autistic people get infantilized a lot. Like, most of the portrayals before, like, the past five years have been uh, under 10-year-old boys. And, like, it's, it's difficult to describe, but it's really, like, disheartening. It's, it feels bad to yeah. be infantilized. You, you know this. It's been, like, used to take autonomy away from neurodivergent yeah. people in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, I'm not gonna talk on it much longer, but like, I'm yeah. glad that they don't linger on it for too long. I'm glad yeah. she is going to see a psychologist. Honestly, if she was a real person, I would say if a child psychologist works for you, go ahead. Yeah. I love puppets too. Puppets are cool. That that's that's where I was originally coming from. Like, oh yeah, like I know people who prefer seeing child psychologists because yeah. they're more comfortable with them. But you're definitely right that it can fall into that infantilization yeah. uh, like, trope. So I hope I hope this doesn't keep happening. Yeah, it's similar to yes, there are abusive LGBT relationships. We know this, obviously. But if you portray them over and over again on television, mm-hmm. if that's it's the bad. only one you portray, yeah. Yes. If you only speak about LGBT relationships when you're talking about abusive ones, that's bad. Anyway, uh, anyway. that's that's that bit over. Uh, my next note is, this is good. Yeah. Uh, this is where the show gets really, really good. Like, I, I'm i enjoying it so far, but I think here to the end of the episode, it they just start, everything starts going into, into yes. um, motion, into place perfectly. There's one section that we'll get to that I think is a little slow, but everything else is like, oh, everyone's like on fire. Yeah. So, uh, Sophie, her spider sense goes off, mm-hmm. and she realizes, holy shit, we're in the middle of an art heist. Yes. I love that she's immediately like, oh, Someone's gonna steal. There, someone's there's a gonna heist. steal a Rembrandt. We got here in the middle of the heist. Um, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. It's this, so good. This is a really good scene. Yeah, because uh, they're just staying there as the fire alarm goes off and everyone else goes out. Yeah, watching our Mister Wilson uh, try and steal this Rembrandt. It's good. Uh, they. 
it's just really good. It it works and <laughs> like these are experts, so they're like it's they're, like they're if, just watching uh, it. Yeah. No, it's like if you're if there's something you do all the time and you just stumble into someone else doing it, you're like, oh, oh shit, you, okay, let's, let's fucking watch this. Yeah, they're watching him play a video game that they have yeah. played thousands of times. Yeah, they, they're like, oh, we're speedrunners and we just found this person who's doing his first speedrun ever. Let's uh, fucking, let's fucking go. It's, it's a 20 minute long Hades speedrun and Marie. Yeah. Is just sitting there, uh, <laughs> watching. Uh, yeah, and he's gonna go for like the wrong boon, and I'm about to say something in chat, and he's like, "No, he won't learn." He, he otherwise. needs to learn. He needs yeah. to learn. Parker is taking that role because he forgot the Love weight you. sensor on the wire, and it turns out his escape route is uh, behind like a. Uh, like an information panel, it's a yeah. staff exit. Oh, and Mr. Wilson, uh, he learned how to steal a painting off YouTube. Uh, That's very he, funny. I like it. Yeah. He pulls it off the wall and the alarm goes off because, like I said, he forgot about the weighted wire. Yeah, that's where that conversation between Sophie and Parker goes. Parker's like, wait, and like Sophie's like, no, he has to learn. If he doesn't learn it by himself, he'll never learn. Um, and he, they suggest he scatter, uh, but he tries to go through the servant's entrance and Elliot just punches him out on instinct. Yeah. And then they're uh, like, okay, you're carrying him. And there's once again, they're fucking dating. It's like, okay, help me. You punched him. Yeah. You dropped this. You clean it. You shat on the floor, now you clean it. Uh, so they take him back to Sophie's house. Yeah. And he is very woozy for a bit. And he flashes back to when he signed up to be lawyer for Mr. Maxwell. Yeah. Six months ago. Six months ago. Oh, boy. Uh, so... He's apparently very good at his job. Uh, his job is, being yeah. s- storing money for shitheads. He and he seems to be like a Solomon lawyer. He's someone that like when a lot of people are being oh, sued, he tries to get I assume Cassidy will cut this out. Uh, she has just left. She's back. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. I just needed to close my door. You're good. Uh, he is someone who, like, his job is to get people to settle. In in yeah. his eyes, and we'll get into this, he he sees himself, or unless he tells himself... He's that a he's neutral doing, party. He's a neutral party. He's doing a good job. He's making sure that everyone gets paid. Everyone gets out of this the, in the best way. He's helping people. At least he tells himself that. Uh, I think it's more that he... He is an impartial observer who is just not on a side. He's Doesn't a centrist. Matter. He's a so centrist. He, he's a centrist. He is on a side. He's on the mm. side of the people he's working for, but he tells himself he's not on a side. Like, yeah. this is the problem with centrism, right? 
Like, if you're for centrism, it turns out you're for fascism. Yeah. Just because at the end of the day, that's where you're going to be leaning. That's who you're going to be helping. Yeah. If you don't advocate for radical uh, changes and restructurings and, like, tearing the system down... If you're like, let's let's be centrist about this, you're going to end up helping the fascists more than helping everyone else. Yes. And ultimately, that will lead to horrible shit happening. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Maxwell's company made this horrible little minion cartoon about uh, how you can how make your Nazi go great. away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, he's trying to... Oh, I I literally posted also Wilson Liberal. Hmm. Um, so, he goes to a house of one of the opioid addicts. And hmm. also a veteran, this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. He got That's hit by an That's not show. Yeah, I mean... They this, make veterans victims a lot, which I'm fine with, as long as they're not yeah. glorifying, like, killing brown people. Yeah. Honestly, like, I think you could probably only get away with this in America, because oh, yeah. America has such a huge military, that That's, it is actually yeah. a quantifiable demographic of the population. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> yeah, uh, he yeah the the veteran he gets guy confronted gets... by the Baron guy, and then the Baron guy's sister's like, "Please go inside." The sister explains that she has the power of attorney because uh, her brother has been in rehab multiple times. They lost their house because of it. Uh, give sh- he should give her a good reason she won't beat him up with a shovel and he says he's here to make sure she gets paid make sure she settles and yeah. he convinces her because yeah. he's like hey I'm not working for them I'm on my own I'm I'm a centrist I'm here to make sure everyone gets gets happy yeah and so Wilson goes back to Fletcher Maxwell and Realizes he just made a deal with Horde Prime. <laughs> Wrong podcast, my love. He realizes that, that he has just agreed to take a baptism in the Mountain Dew and get a chip put in the back of his head. Okay, so uh, it turns out that the rich guy doesn't care about helping people. And he's like, wait, he doesn't but care you about said- money. You said, and he's like, yeah, but you said I can just tell last them, which is not a thing he said, but anyways, he's like, oh, you know, you said they would run out of money sooner or later, So, and it's just money. I don't care about money, but I'm not going to give it to them, because that would be admitting fault, and I will not admit fault because I'm perfect and I've never done anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah. uh, Wilson realizes he fucked up. Yeah, uh, back at Sophie's house, and uh, they're having brunch, and they're debating whether to leave Wilson in the river, now that he knows their, like, deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilson presumably explained 
all this during yeah. uh, during the a conversation with them because we come back to them knowing this. So yeah. that was probably presumably what we were seeing was being narrated. Yeah. So Sophie figures out Maxwell's whole deal. He was afraid. He was afraid when he heard that his name was being taken out of the brochure. He thought he had bought legitimacy, a legacy. Mm-hmm. And nothing hurts like feeling you're safe and then it comes and goes all away. And Sophie, you may have been projecting there. <laughs> so she thought she was safe and then that safety was taken away from you. It, it works. It works because it works. obviously, yes, she's projecting. She is dealing with grief and trauma. Of course she's projecting. Like, yeah. it's perfect. So, um, they, um, Mr. Wilson's idea was if he steals the Rembrandt, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that's... He'll hurt him. He's like, at this point, I know I'm not gonna get... I'm not gonna get to his money because I help him put it away. Yeah. It's safe. I won't get to his money, but I want to hurt him, so I'll get take something he cares. Take I his ta- art take, away. Yes. I'll take his art away. His... He, Maxwell's, like, legacy that he's gone after is an art patron. A patron mm. of the arts. He's got portraits in galleries all around the United States. <clears throat> and he asks the team to help him. Yeah. <clears throat> I think this is where uh, Elliot gives uh, Harrison an aspirin. Yes, this is. Uh, they. This is gay, they should kiss. Yeah. So... The team convinces Sophie to come in for just one last job. One last job. Yeah. So, they decide to do it. And they're gonna fake a forgery. So, they head out... Oh, uh, she she gets the idea. Uh, of... A lost Rembrandt. If they could trick mm-hmm. him into buying a lost Rembrandt, the lost Rembrandt. Yeah, that and would, we get the backstory. That would be some the perfect honeypot for him. Yeah, we get the backstory about this lost piece of art and when it, it was lost sense. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. In like nineteen ninety, uh, it was stolen from the Boston Museum, the Isabella Gardner Museum of Art, I think, mm-hmm. and. The, I quite like Nate's shed, because it's obviously yeah. that he's, like, got a bunch of files here that he's been going over, trying to solve yeah. old mysteries. It yeah, really he, looks like he w- would have lived here. Yeah, he, he never let go, right? He always yeah. kept working on this stuff. He was always tr- keeping... That's why he burned out. He never stopped. Oh, yeah. And apparently the Isabella Gardner theft is like one of the big ones because it was the last time anyone saw the painting uh, Rembrandt's The Storm on the Sea of Galilee. Uh, apparently Nate's still on Vista which, wow. It's a good joke. <clears throat> yeah. So 13 works of art was also stolen, including a Vermeer. And Rembrandt's Storm of the Sea of Galilee 
looks nice. It actually looks nice, unlike a lot of other, like, so-called classic paintings. It looks interesting. It's a bunch of guys fighting a storm. Like, the Rembrandt they were looking at in the museum, it's just a windmill on a hill. And it was really dark. It was kind of boring. But like, I liked it. I mean, it was fine, but like, whatever. Uh, I'm more of a Klimt gal. Um, Van Gogh. Yeah. Some more abstract sort of pieces. So, the the con is if someone was seen trying to ensure or show the lost Rembrandt. At a and then it was shown to be a fake, they then would lose their yeah. legacy. They would lose their reputation forever. It would be up in smoke. Yeah, so, and then they're about to go, and then Parker's like, you have to say the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta say the thing. Let's and just then, steal a lost Rembrandt. Yeah, Sophie says the thing, and I'm like, hell yeah, this show's great, I'm loving it. And he, they decide to use Mr. Wilson because he's already mm-hmm. inside the operation. Yeah. Oh, Spider Mac gal, she's cute. Correct. Um. Yeah. People don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, don't worry about. It. Cut this out, babe. Yeah. So mm-hmm. back in the museum. Parker said, well, they make a big deal this season out of the let's go steal a mm-hmm. line. And sure. I mean, it's what we named it's our fine. podcast I'm, after. It's what we named the podcast. It's like one of the most iconic yeah. lines of the podcast. But, I'm fine with it, honestly. At least so far like, in this episode, I'm fine. I feel Maybe like. Maybe it will get on my nerves. I feel like it shouldn't have been something that they pointed out. I feel like it should have just been, like, a thing that the fans true. noticed. That's fair, but also it makes sense for them to point it out this time. Because it it's the first time in this new new crew. It's it's Sophie saying it, not, not Nate. Yeah. I... I I think it's fine. In this first episode, it's fine. We'll see in the rest. Yeah. So, uh, Sophie and Parker are in the museum, and Sophie is dropping her off and fixing her collar like a mum with her daughter on the first day of school. And then Parker's like, I've been doing this for the last ten years. Yeah, Sophie. I can, it, I'm not the same person that I was before, super nervous and couldn't act. I no haven't one wants stabbed a... anyone in a month. Yeah. That's a new record. Um, and you know what? Uh, No one wants a honeypot that looks like Elliot. Ah. Uh, so she makes out that she's organizing a private auction. Um, something, something. And Maxwell takes notice of it and steals an invitation that she definitely did not leave behind on purpose just for him. Uh, she so this is this is typical leverage uh, oh, yeah. stuff. Like uh, the way the camera moves, the way everything goes. It's like, yeah, no, we're yeah. we're leading a, a, a trail of breadcrumbs. Or Mark doesn't yeah. suspect we're leading a trail of breadcrumbs. Yeah. So back in the shed, we get Hardison's cool forgery printer. Uh it, it's his baby. 
And there's, there's this little image on the side of Hardison as Bob Ross. That's pretty That's cool. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, Speaking neat, of veterans. It makes sense. Yeah, Bob Ross. Uh, it's neat. It makes sense. I like it. It makes sense, yeah. like, in story. Like, yeah, of course, he would make an AI that can make... That can, like, imitate brush strokes. Like, yeah, yeah. that's a Harrison thing. It's, I do... Yeah. It's not unbelievable, either. If you got it fine enough, yeah. you could definitely do that. I, I do like... This part feels like uh, Blades in the Dark uh, a heist. Oh, it so does, doesn't it? Because they're, they're going, like... Harrison's like, okay, so for, um, for this one I'm going to prep, I want to make, like... I want to make the thing we're making, so I'm going to do a roll. And then it's like, okay, Elliot's going to assist. How do you assist? Uh, well, Har- Harrison's robot can do all the, like, uh, all the breath strokes, all the strokes, but they still need the, uh, the accurate material because Rembrandt used this color from this country, this color from this country, and this color from this country. Was Rembrandt a fucking paint snob? Probably, but also maybe that's what they had at the time. I don't know. I mean, that's probably the only place you would get those colors, yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I care that it works cool as a story a little bit, because that lets Elliot's player go... Oh yeah, I have this this move or this thing that says I have contacts everywhere. So I'm gonna roll that, and mm. I have I have a contact in each of those countries that owe me a favor. And boom, it's perfect. Yeah, it's he great. has a guy in Afghanistan, a guy in I think Cyprus was it? Yeah, and, and a, a guy, guy in, Mexico. in Mexico. Yeah, you know a guy who's nasty enough to pick beetles off cactuses. No, it's not beetles. It's um, it's flies. Flies? I thought it was like. Well, they're basically the same thing. Yeah, or like leech. It's it's something that's supposed to be nasty, like. Yeah. Uh, fleas, not flies. Fleas. It's fleas. A little history on this, brother. Uh, Rembrandt got his yellow from the soil only in Cyprus. Uh, his blue from mountain. A blue stone on this one mountain in Afghanistan. And, yeah, crunchy lice. Lice. Yeah, I was basically there. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, this is good. They are gay for each other. Make them kiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, apparently the guy in Mexico owes him a favor. Uh, because he was sent to dig his own grave. And he lied and said his check cleared so he had could stop digging. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, he says he saved his life. Wilson asks how, and he said, I lied and said the check clean. That's cute. <laughs> Mr. Wilson is kind of out of his depth. It's like when you go to a new club, and everyone yeah. knows each other, and has all these <laughs> in-jokes, and they're talking about, hey, communism. Yeah, uh, I don't hate Wilson here. I like I, how he's a fish out of water. Yes, I like how he's a fish out of water. I hope he doesn't take the main character slot in every episode. This show should be an exam. Uh, sorry, from what an I've... ensemble episode. Yes, uh, ensemble show. So I hope he doesn't. Um, Would you like me I'm to fine. talk about that? Uh, sure. 
He doesn't. Okay, good. This show should be an ensemble show. He should have his episodes like everyone else. Oh, yes. And he should be playing his part of the new person who's learning all this and trying to do his best. Just uh, off the top of my head, uh, he gets a bit to do next episode. And in episode four is a focus episode for him. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so... You're very cute. Don't pay attention to me. Do the podcast. Uh, So, at the auction house... This is what I do when I don't have the camera on. I'm always cute. They clear everyone... Elliot clears everyone out by saying that a pipe is about to burst at 300 PSI. And that's enough to rip a baby's arm off. Oh, cute. Hi. Do the podcast. Yeah, I can't. You two are being cute. Uh, me and Mar- and Marie were kissing while Cassidy was doing the podcast. Just so that people know what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, so the um, auctioneer is yeah. a pretty good comedy actor, I think. Yeah, it, it's a good bit where they're like, oh, like what type of kid? A preschooler? Uh, a toddler? toddler? Uh, maybe like a pre-K. Uh, it's it's a good bit. <laughs> I like that the, the auctioneer is like, that's weirdly specific. <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, so they, they get them out of there and uh, bidding starts and Al, um, Parker is here in her Question. Alice White identity. If the people, is everyone here actors or are they? I think the they actual act, auctioneers. I think they act, are the actual auctioneers. Like okay. that would be here. Oh. They just need to make sure that they rope uh, Maxwell in with probably this Minotaur. Mm-hmm. Well, it's supposed to be the last thing in the auction. That's yes. why I'm like. That's why I was thinking they were actors mm. that like. Sophie knew and broad, which is the thing they used to do in the old series. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, they just did a whole auction for them. Yeah. Honestly, I could see it going either way. It'd probably be simpler if they just had, like, the real people there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, they... Oh, um, Parker's outfit in this scene is pretty nice. She's wearing, like, it's a... Good. a t- sort of cyan blazer over a white shirt and a blue ribbon tie and also mm-hmm. I sent Sophie's outfit to my mother with that big mm-hmm. chunky chain necklace and she said it was very good yeah it's good Elliot is uh, looking very disheveled but like yeah, trying but to be rich that, that, that's, that's what he's that's his character here. yeah, yeah. It, it looks good for the character yeah yeah, so the mark comes in, they start doing this uh, auction for this miniature statue, the mark and Elliot had a little bit of a bidding war, then the mark mm-hmm. wins, and, and when the mark goes to pick up his, up his, his statue, yeah. yeah, a Parker is like, I'm sorry, uh, we cannot we cannot sell it to you because of your name. Uh, we do not want, like, bad reputation going to... Uh, apparently his name was us. flagged somewhere. 
for illiquidity. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Elliot jumps in to be the hate sink. Yeah. He he comes in, he's the asshole, he out bit like steals the piece out from under him, and then uh, uh the mark gets mad, and then the mark overhears Elliot and uh and Sophie who are Sophie's pretending to work for him and yelling yeah. uh, Elliot's yelling at her and then uh so Sophie goes to a corner while the Mark watches her. Yeah, the Mark tries to creep up on her. And Tina Bellman... I do... I, this is such a good scene. Tina Bellman, queen. Because, uh, like, it hits her, right? She's she's this there, is... she's about to do the, the con, and then it, like, hits her. And you can see it in her face and her body, yeah. how, like, the grieve hits her. N- the memories of Nate, all of it hits her for a second, and the mark is behind her, being like, "Are you okay?" And she uses it for the for the con. She but damn like, nails this role. Yeah, it's no, first it's good. In a couple of years, and she nails yeah. it. It's good. Gina Bellman pulled out all the stops for this. It's good. It's really good. Oh. Um. Uh. So. Uh, Maxwell is like, oh, hey, uh, you you like art. Uh, you should you should come to dinner at my place. Uh, we can discuss things. For professional reasons. Uh, Purely and, professional. Uh, and she's like, okay, I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, so the dinner with Maxwell goes ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has armed guards during the dinner and positions them. Well, he's doing this on purpose, right? She points them out and he positions them next to her. Because he's intimidating her. They're there to intimidate her. Yeah. Um, I think at one point he says, Oh, why do you work for that guy? And she says, oh, He got me out of Cleveland. Um, yeah, and he's like, Oh, but you said you were an expert on Revenant. Uh, Monet. 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 A, a Monet. Very smart. You were an expert in Monet, but I know that museum doesn't have a Monet. That museum is uh, more re- about Egyptian and Asian mythology or whatever. Mythology? Yeah, it, no, artifacts. Uh, artifacts. Uh, despite stealing shit from other people more than art. Um, and yeah. then uh, it's like I had you, I had someone look into you, and we have Wilson, our inside man. Mr. Harry Wilson. Yeah, and she's like... Uh, he's oh. like... She, she does do Monet, but she minored in Egyptian artifacts. Yeah, he, he gives her the alibi, right? He's like, yeah. oh yeah, you used to do Egyptian stuff, uh, but your passion was Monet, uh, but you... you Yeah. So yeah. he basically gives, gives her the leeway here. Yeah, and she drip feeds this story about how her current boss, uh, Mr. Gallagher, is like the son of a Boston gangster. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he's buying up so much art is that he inherited something that's worth $40 million. And if he buys and sells art pieces, then it wouldn't look as suspicious. It just looks like yeah. he's a good business guy. 
Yeah, so so far he's bought twenty thousand in random art. Yeah. And so when he flips it for forty, they're like, Oh, they he found someone someone to to sell this stuff with. Yeah. Yeah. And he offers her a job in exchange for this information. And she says it's the lost Rembrandt that he has, the storm on the Sea of Galilee. Uh, so, they go to the warehouse. Yeah. And they, they fake Elliot being the boss of this, like, trucking company. Yeah. Uh, to have a place to do it. And I love that, like, it's barely mentioned that there's people working here and that they're all okay pretending Elliot's the boss. Yeah. Like, I mean, he knew something. Like, yeah. we don't have to get into details. He knows the owner, or he knows someone, I mean, or he knows one of the managers, or he knows the workers, like... Presumably, these are either his food truck guys, or he just yeah. walked in and acted like he owned the place. Yeah. 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 Or, like, they did a thing the day before or earlier, like, hey, I'm the new yeah. manager, and they convinced people. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. And so, uh, he, before Maxwell gets there, he's like, uh, Sophie, son of a Boston gangster, uh, runs, like, a company? Um, uh, I know who you wrote this role for, and maybe you should go to therapy. But she says, what I say, I don't need therapy, I have TikTok and Twitter. Uh, uh and, but, except she says, I have the heist, the heist is my therapy. Yeah, and our Mr. Wilson asks about Nate. Hey, Sophie, who is Nate? And she's because like, he saw the <clears throat> name Nate when he was looking at canvases they were going to use for the replica. Yeah. And, and Nate Ford was there. <clears throat> oh, yeah, and uh, she says... I do like... Yes. Sophie goes like, hey, watch, watch what you're going to say. Be very careful what you're going to say. Choose your next words very carefully. Choose your Mr. words Wilson. carefully. Uh, and, and, like, she says it with such pain in her voice. It's, and Wilson, there's, like... There's pain in there, but there's also a very, very, like... This is personal to me. And if yeah. you say something that I don't like, yeah. I will ruin your life. Like, f- fucking watch your step here. Uh, he prods and pushes a little bit more, and she basically gives the Nate backstory. Yeah, he was uh, a brilliant, angry man. Uh, he was Heisenberg from um, he, Breaking Bad. Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, and she's like, he burned himself out. Yeah. Uh, which is... it. I'm fine with it being code for he drank himself to an early grave uh, combined with other stuff because he was, like, always working and always figuring out what the next thing was. So he, like, overworked and overdrank himself to that. That's fine. Yeah, his Um, heart burns too hot for too long. Fine. Sure. I Honestly, I kind of like that as a metaphor. Yeah, it works... I I hope they never explain this again. This is fine. Just honestly, just we don't need to know more of this because 
This is all you need to know. Something I like, and I don't actually see much of, is elemental motifs. You know, like how some characters will have animal motifs? I like elemental motifs. Like, Mm -hmm. not necessarily, like, literal, like, oh, this person's really angry, They're, they're fire, but, like, this person's actions are associated with fire, or, like, like, I don't know, what was it called in... Goodfellas or The Godfather, whenever there's an orange, someone's about to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I, I like fire. Uh, I like water. I like earth. <laughs> you playing I, like I like fire. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, we get a reveal of a food truck. Uh, this is basically just yeah. the same food truck whenever they use a different one. Yeah. It's, I think they it's... just switch the wrapping of it? No, they keep the wrapping for most of them. It's just oh, yeah? always called Brick and Basil. Huh. Yeah, it's That's the neat. same one. I, I assume... Huh, weird. I would assume they would do different ones, but I guess that's more expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Like... You, you're making a TV show, you need to cut corners. That's fine. Yeah. So, oh, um, yeah. Actually, no, before that, uh, Maxwell confronts Gallagher in the, in the, in the place, in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and, uh, I know about the Rembrandt, you fucking moron. Uh, I so, got your girl. Yeah, he's, he's basically like, you're going to sell it to me. I'll give you $5,000 uh, more. So you'll make $5,000 profit and you're going to give it to me. Or I'm going to uh, snitch to the IRS. And yeah. then uh, Elliot like pushes him against the wall. He's like, hey, hey, listen, you don't want to make this worse for you. So he like strong arms him uh, into, into doing this. Yeah. Honestly, until the turn, they were doing a pretty good job at convincing this guy. Yeah. I I don't like the turn. We're, we're going to get to it. It feels uh, though sexy. Because they had they had to introduce this new villain who's going to be, I guess, our overarching villain this season. Uh, sort of, sort of not. Oh, R.I.C. will once be... Once again! R.I.C. will be mentioned again. Yeah. Uh, but this character won't appear. That has not sucks, yet appeared. Because that's that's the like fifth time this show has done that in yeah. including old series where they're like, "Here's our overarching villain." You, we show them to you at the beginning of the season and maybe at the end. Yeah. Uh, like, just stop. Just stop. You don't need a season long villain. Yeah. And Just it stop. feels like this is meant to be a season-long villain. Yes, because they interrupt the heist. The heist was... Yes. was it feels like they wrote a script and they were like, shit, we have a season-long villain, we need to put him in here. Let's add them here and then we'll change the end of the heist real quick. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I think um, if they were to properly make them a season-long villain, they have to turn up firstly here... But an additional two times in part one of this season, and they just honestly are only just should, mentioned once. They should be if they're gonna be mentioned. They should be mentioned each and every episode. 
If they're your season-long villain, if you're going to commit to it, commit to it. I feel Mention like they them every episode. Be mentioned every single episode. But I, if they should at least be mentioned yeah. every two episodes or so. I, I think their presence should be felt. They should. Whether, yes. whether they're involved in every episode or not, you should keep that pressure on. Because otherwise, why the fuck would I care? Yeah. Uh, like, we probably complained about this at the time, but Damien Moreau... We complained about this. Yeah. Damien Moreau's, as an overarching villain, was done well. Fairly well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But they were slowly taking yeah. down his stuff. Yeah. I, honestly, this, I think yeah. the only only good overarching season villain was the guy that, like, was making profits from them. Yes, I was just about to mention I that guy. I can't remember his name, but, the like... The guy who was working with uh, Victor Dubenich. Yes, because I, I don't think he was in every episode, but his presence did... did feel felt like because he was like yeah, yeah everything that you've done i've been making money off and he like mentions it and that worked really well yeah um this we haven't even talked who they are they're a security firm that shows up and basically uh the last like, minute yeah shows up last minute and and like yeah. Exposes everyone. Yeah. So and the, the it's just there for like a yeah. fight. And if this it lady is. is not coming back, why the fuck is she here? And it's disappointing. Yeah. So yeah, the thing no. that happens is Elliot. That's a turns... fucking shame. That's a fucking shame. Oh, hang on. We've got the bit of the van first. So Hardison has this perfect storm on the Sea of Galilee. He. Aged it in a pizza oven on low heat. Made the cracks individually using a ballpoint pen. And I actually buy Parker and Hardison's, like, chemistry in this bit. No, yeah. They definitely have a chemistry. So, by the way, so does he He with Elliot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, Sophie walks into the van after Elliot grabs the painting... And she's like, food truck, nice cover. And then we reveal that this is their new Lucille, except it's high tech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they're like, okay, we're going to need someone to be the authenticator. And Harrison's like, I, I'll do it. I have a really good accent. And he does. And then they make fun of his bad accents in the last series. Uh, in, the, in the Iceman job. He had several bad accents. Yeah. I think they were on purpose. They it's it's cool that he now has like, oh, I have He's good improved. accents now. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Uh so Yeah, he's he was going to be the authenticator of the art piece. Uh for if Maxwell went in, uh using Harry Wilson's like research. Uh but Elliot gets to the warehouse and uh, I'm, 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 you okay? Fabby, Fabby, I'm breaking. It's a signal jammer, and a signal jammer could be, mean only one thing: invasion. Uh, 
Elliot emerges into like the warehouse, and that was a Star Wars Episode One reference. And okay, yeah, well, what the fuck are you doing? Turns, I love you, baby. Yeah, he, she, he meets this lady there, and four goons. Well, before the we have Wilson being called by the Mark and being like, "Hey." Uh, uh, yes. Don't worry. Uh, don't worry about uh, the identification because uh, we're just gonna take that painting from him. We're gonna fucking murk him. Uh, and then we cut to the to the warehouse, and there's a yes. lady with like four dudes uh, surrounding uh, uh, Elliot. Yes. Uh, and she's the... like, I know who you are. Well, because not personally, I, I understand. Like, yeah, yeah. She's like, you cannot be in the violence industry and not know uh, who Elliot is. Yeah, uh, which is fine. That's why she's a fine villain. It yeah. sucks that this is the only time we're going to see her. Honestly, she um, plays it well. The actress. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's very. She's kind of like Emma Thompson in the original Moon yeah. in Black movies, but yeah. she's got more of a like a corporate girl boss edge. Uh, another girl boss I cannot stand. Yeah, she she's very gatekeep gaslight girl boss. Uh, not uh, even. She's very. She's she's the female version of mansplain manipulate male wife, except <laughs> without the male wife. Uh Anyways, um, to to cut to not spend too much time on the scene because it's an action scene. Basically, Elliot is like, "Listen, this person's gonna do this. This person's gonna do this. I'm gonna hit them here. I'm gonna move them over there. They're gonna attack me this way, and then boom, I'm gonna hit them one by one, and they're gonna be done. Let's he- save all this time and bruises, and just let me go." He does the thing from Charlie's Angels where Drew Barrymore describes how she's going to take down each and every yeah. one of these guys. Yeah, I think he's done this before. Feels like before. it, maybe. And she's like, I feel like he's done this, and she's like, "Oh, you're you're very smart because now they're doubting themselves, which yeah. is really good if she's yeah. going to be your villain." She's pointing I'm it out. I'm actually kind of pissed. Yeah. I'm actually kind of pissed that that we're not going to see her again. Yeah. That makes me like this episode less, which is a shame because yeah. I really like this episode. Uh, and so he proceeds to beat their ass. Yeah, uh, he beats them up. And, and then there's one that he lets him get punched by him a couple of times and yeah. before beating him up. And then he tells her, keep the big one. The other ones aren't worth it and walks away. And it's great. Great yeah. scene. Honestly. I like Her and the big guy should have kept coming, but no. Yeah, I like I that little bit coming. of affability. Yeah, yeah, we're we're fighting each other, but we're, we're going to be polite about it, and I'm going to give you pointers yeah. and constructive criticism. Yeah, no, good Elliot stuff. Uh, it's a shame yeah. that we're never going to see because yeah. they feel very ham-fisted. You could have done the rest of the thing. Without them showing up, you could have just said like, uh, like, oh, he, some, someone tipped him off. Yeah. We didn't need the scene and the rest of the episode would be the same. Um, so it feels very ham-fisted, especially knowing it's not going to 
Yeah. yeah. As Elliot is going away, she says, uh, be seeing you in a very prisoner way. <sighs> and we will not. We won't. We won't. Yeah. God damn it, y'all. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't get the actress. Maybe. And Sophie, uh, figures, Sophie figures the con's dead. Now that she's yeah. blown, Gallagher's blown, uh, Harry's yeah. probably blown too. Um, Only Harry. Yeah. This is the part of the episode that I think it slows down. Yes. This whole bit, and I, I think it's a problem Leverage has when they're trying to fool the audience a lot of the time. Mm. It it just feels like we're going through the motions. Just you don't need to do all this. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make us think, and we all know it, it. We know the show. We know it's not gonna be this way. But they're trying to be like, oh, cons over. Darn, we lost. Yeah. We know we're go- so, like, gonna get back. So don't waste any time on it. Yeah, like don't waste any time. Yeah, it should. Yeah. Um, so, so Elliot comes Harry storming goes, into the van yeah. and grabs Harry and is like, why should we trust anything that comes out of your mouth? And then Harry recounts, uh, what he went, what he, more of what he did. He went back to the, um, veteran and his sister's house and Cole was dead. Uh, the bank repossessed the house. And uh, the sister is probably now homeless. Yep. Yeah, and he just wants to take something to get some sort of small revenge on Maxwell. Yeah, like, I, I can't, I can't get, I can't help them. I just want to hurt him. Yeah. And and then that's when it comes cuts to the museum, right? Yes, that's when it cuts to Wilson. Going into the museum at night. I do like this. He goes to the museum at night, throws uh, lighter fluid, probably, yeah. into the painting, and then starts burning the, the painting. Yes. And in the morning, uh, Wilson gets called to Maxwell Fletcher's house. Fletcher Maxwell's yeah. house. So, like, this is the thing, like, this wouldn't make sense unless it's part of the plan. So it's like, you w- if you really had just gone off the deep end and burned that thing, you wouldn't go back to his house. You oh, only yeah, go back not. to his house because he needed to go get the thing that we see him getting on well, later. presumably, hi, Marie. Um, as Marie just walked past the camera naked, so. Um, so... <laughs> So I'm looking at my naked wife. I mean, you can. Nope. Yeah, she's showing you. Nice. Uh, so you're hot, babe. I love you. I love you too. So uh, that's throwing me off now. Um, uh, he's. <laughs> I think he's trying to make Fletcher Maxwell think he doesn't know that Fletcher Maxwell knows, because apparently the cameras were mysteriously erased. Yeah. Uh, but Maxwell has apparently put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Fletcher Maxwell gets his guy to beat up Wilson, our Mr. Wilson, and put a gun to his head. And he's like, do you know what also, this... Yeah? 
he, uh, when he comes in, he's on the phone with someone. Yes. And he's uh, moving some money and giving some bank oh, information. he is under the impression that he's getting an insurance payout from the painting. Yes. And he puts his yes. bank information over the phone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, he uh, Wilson gets beat up and gets put a gun to his head and told uh, uh, basically yeah. he's going to get killed. And this guy, Fletcher Maxwell, if you didn't know he was bad before, he, if this bodyguard lies to the police and goes to prison or whatever for killing uh, Wilson, he will only get time and a half. <laughs> Relatable. Honestly, fucking hell. Do you ever commit murder for your employee uh, employers so you and can all get they offer we- you is time and a half? So you can get what? So you can get weekends off? Weekend pay. God. Ugh. Uh, capitalism is a scam. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Fletcher Maxwell heads down to the museum, and, uh, a lady from the insurance agency and the museum curator is there, and they explain what's happened. Um, we checked this Rembrandt, and it's a fucking fake, dude. Um, dun, dun, dun. These are the people who I was like, eesh, not the best actors in the world. I feel like they were meant to be people. Or the, Connie, at least, the insurance lady. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I can't remember, but a lady from the previous season who came back. Mm. And she didn't keep on acting, but they just got her back because they could. Maybe. I, I don't recognize her. <sighs> It feel for a second I was like, is this for the con too? Because they're acting weird. Um, yeah. They're like very giggly. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Well, uh, it makes sense. I don't think it's like. It makes sense that yeah. they're giggly because they just realize that this Rembrandt is a fake. And they called all the other other museums, and it turns out all the other ones are fake. Too. Yeah. And, uh, what's does she say, oh, yeah, so all of the paintings in all of the museums that he lent out were fakes. Huh. Yeah. And then we get a flashback to Plan M. Oh, and no. like, I don't like Plan M. I die in Plan M. Uh, and yeah. so Harry Wilson says, can this machine replicate any painting in four hours? What about this one with the windmill? Uh, what about... Uh, I think they expand it. I think it's Sophie who's expanding it to all of uh, Fletcher Maxwell's portraits. Yeah. She's like, why just do one? And it was like, well, yeah. they're going to be shoddy copies. It's like, You'd it's be okay able to tell. if they are. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We want them to tell. Because he would get done for insurance fraud if they're shoddy copies. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... In a single night, apparently Parker went to eight different cities. Uh, she is very excited. Um, and she, she does the flapping, the stimming. Yeah. So cute. many fans. And she gets her vents. Oh. She, she, she gets to get on her vents. We, we love vents. 
me when I uh, think about going on a date with cute girls. So uh-huh. eight eight girls, so many cute girls, so many cute girls. Uh so he's he's on the hook for insurance fraud. Yeah. Uh he's ruined. Yeah. Uh, and his reputation's ruined. Oh yeah. And then and then he was like I was just on the phone with you. I got the insurance payment and she's like no you weren't. We didn't send you an uh, insurance payout. You didn't did give not. You didn't give your bank details out over the phone, did you? See th- this part it feels fake. It feels weird. It feels that like feels, it's there it because weird. they need it. Yes. Yeah, they need to say that. That's why I was like, wait, is she in on the con? It's... Um, yeah. But it feels weird. Um, I yeah. like the dawning horror in his eyes that yeah. is like, oh. And then he checks his bank account balance and he's got nothing. Yeah, they have cleaned him out. Yeah. It's cool. I like uh, it. And and then he's like on the steps of the museum. Uh and then we have we have the glowing scene, which we used to get. Yeah. Uh with all our good guys in a car driving by waving at him. Goodbye, Mr. Maxwell. Uh I do like this. Uh it's one of those if they keep they bring attention to it, it's like you're right, glowing did help. It's fine, but I feel like could get on the nerves if they keep pointing things out. Honestly, they don't do it again, which okay, is good. good. Yeah. yeah, it's fine for the first one because he's new, so that works. Yeah. Oh, um, and uh, the reason Mister Wilson went to his house was to pick up the list of the names of victims. Mm-hmm. And then they're back at Sophie's house. Yeah. And they've split up Mr. Maxwell's money between all the people he screwed over who were doing lawsuits against him. Yeah. Well, the ones they could find. Yeah. It's like, and I do like the speech by Harrison. Like, hey, you're not done yet. You hurt a lot of people. And you see, like, redemption doesn't happen in a night. You... It's a process. And you have to keep doing it. You see, you see, Mr. Wilson, in the Jewish faith, and I've just, in my notes, written here, Harry, smiley face, you thought you could move on? Ha <laughs> ha. Hmm. Uh, he, uh, he, Hardison talks about how redemption is a process. You make amends first, and okay. then you ask for forgiveness. This also that gets very that. gay, because he goes... Yeah, can you hear me? Hi, hi, yeah, hi. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I can hear you again. Okay, I was gonna say this gets very gay because he goes. You see Elliot there. Elliot wakes up every morning knowing the pain, and I'm like, how do you know how he wakes up? Huh? Yeah. Does he wake up next to you? Like it's very like I see him wake up every morning and like deal with the pain he's caused in his life, and he does his best to make amends for it. And he keeps doing it. And I was like, this is good. And also, these bitches gay. These bitches good gay. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, Mr. Uh, Harry Wilson voice. He, these these men, they're gay. Oh, good for them. Good for them. 
Good for them. Uh, so, Mr. Wilson talks with Sophie, and she says that Hardison is his father's son. I Is this a reference to Nate being, like, a surrogate and father for him? Yes, this is a reference to Nate being a surrogate okay. father for Okay, okay, good, because it's, I was like... It, are we going to yeah, get no. Partisan's dad this season? No, they, because remember, the last season was uh, a lot about Nate like teaching Harrison oh, yeah. uh, and letting him go and all that stuff. Uh, and then Harrison being like, no, I don't want to be like you. I want to do this other thing. Um, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also worth noting, he mentions his nana's house. She runs a multi-denominational household. Yeah. Shout out Nana. Shout out to Nana. Be relevant next episode, she will. Um, so. Uh, they tune into the TV. Turns out Maxwell made bail. Uh, apparently his family has one more emergency fund in Panama. It's not much, but it's enough to disappear on. So it's like 20 million. So... Mm-hmm. Are we going to go after it? And they uh, turn they to seem so. they turn to yeah. Sophie to decide, and she's like, "I said one job. The job's not done." We're going to Panama, and there's this one little shot where she fiddles with her wedding ring, and ah. Uh, Tina Bellman, bless you. Ah, bless you, Tina Bellman. Anyway, that's the episode. <sighs> I like it less. Once again, the curse of Let's See La Podcast. Honestly, I liked it more before we talked about talking it. Talking about I it with you, like it. I liked it a bit more. Yeah. I mean, it's not I that like I. It a bit less. It's not that I disliked it. Mm-hmm. I just it was good. Um, so yeah, uh, we don't have much of a trivia section because this season, oh, motherfucker, you're bringing that back. Uh, because there hasn't been years and years since the series finished for trivia to accumulate on the wiki pages. Uh, but the Maxwell family is based. You okay? Yeah, I'm just... I didn't think you were going to bring trivia back. Okay, but... Okay. Uh, but one go, is go the Maxwell family, which Fletcher Maxwell belongs to, is based on the real-life Sackler family, the company that founded Purdue Pharmaceuticals, which was found criminally responsible for the opioid crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, I mentioned Aldous Hodge is a horologist. In that same interview, he speaks about being a self-described blurred black nerd. And uh, this uh, black engineering conference, I think in Portland, that he attends pretty regularly. So, it's cool. That's cool. Uh, during the auction scene, I mentioned this in the episode, Parker's name badge reads Alice White, which is one of her aliases in the oh, original series. yeah. That was her courtroom alias. Yeah. Her lesbian alias. <sighs> yeah. So. 
We have questions. Okay, let's get to us. If you'd like to send us questions, you can find our Twitter at Let's Steelcast on Twitter.com. Ah. It's good to be back. We have a couple of questions this time. From Catgirl Hurdling Through Space, Kitty Cat Herder, friend of the show, Vi, asks... Hey, Vi. Hi, hey, Vi. What was the most recent YouTube tutorial you remembered watching for? And also, what sort of brunch meals do you all like? Can you paste that question? Because I don't understand. What was the most recent YouTube tutorial you remember watching? Tutorial. Tutorial. Okay. I thought you said... YouTube toy you remember watching. Okay, yeah, my voice is a bit blah. It blends together. You're fine, you're fine. Uh, You go first. Recent YouTube tutorial. Um, Do cooking videos count? Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Uh, Then, Binging with Babish makes Kachua Pepe. Mm. Uh, If not, then... It's probably... I can't remember then. I watched one pretty recently. Whatever. What about you, babe? Uh, I'm opening my YouTube history. Oh, that would help. I don't remember. Uh, uh, library. Okay. Um, what's the last thing here in my history that could be Your last tutorial. described as a tutorial? Yeah. Um. Mm, I would say it. I don't watch a lot of tutorials. It was. Um. And she keeps looking. Um, oh, I, I watched some, like, uh, some, uh, Nuzlocke tutorials of how to get good at Nuzlocke. So oh, I, I watched nice. those. Nuzlocke. Yeah. The guy who does them is an asshole and I have a crush on him. Ugh. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, listen. He calls everything cringe. I want him to fuck me and call me cringe. I don't know what to tell you. Babe, I can just do that if you want. I mean, yes, also. Um, oh. uh, Dot Matrix printer sound? No. Um, <laughs> I love you for having that. I was trying to figure out if the sound I was hearing was a Dot Matrix. Hey, that's a that's a type of no. You already said it was the binging with Babish. No, you you already did yours, my love. Oh, there's all those clips I watched of um John Diggle's grand tour about around the CW verse, because they've been pumping up the his Green Lantern role. Huh. Anyways, babe, uh, we've been going at this for. Two uh, two and a half hours. We should. Babe, uh, I, babe I'm sorry. I'm invested in finding my last tutorial video. I'm so okay, sorry. Baby. Um, I'll I'll like look at TikToks. I guess. Uh, no, hang hang on. Uh, okay. Uh, safely transporting a gas cylinder and fitting and removing a regulator. That's a tutorial enough. 
uh, for yeah, a sure. bunch of health and safety stuff for lab. Yeah. Also, what sort of brunch meals do you like? Uh, I I love a frittata. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. I'm too Mexican for brunch. Um, I guess if I go to brunch, I'll have, like, uh, I used to have hash, hash browns, uh, with, like, eggs and stuff, but I've been trying to cut down on my potato, uh, stuff, so probably something like an eggs Benedict or something. I um, I also, well, yesterday I made a shakshuka, a chickpea shakshuka. It was very nice. Hey, 1001! I, I, sorry people, I just uh, broke a thousand followers on TikTok. Mm. That means I get lives now, I guess. Alright. Uh, Alice Lily Kira, she slash Faye. Mag- at Magical Girl Kira, friend of the show, hey, Kira. Alice, asks, hey, Alice. what's the ideal brunch food? Uh, fuck, once again, too, too Mexican for brunch. Um, like, honestly, the real answer is menudo. Is what? You get some fucking menudo. It's a Mexican hominy and beef tripe soup. Oh. Ah, yes, I see. I'll write it down. That perfect oh, yeah. brunch, that's a perfect brunch uh, meal. Some menudo in barbacoa, it's perfect brunch food. Uh, it's greasy, it's heavy. So if you're drinking, if you were drinking the night before, it's what you want to eat. I feel like a brunch food needs to contain eggs for me. Some sort of incorporation of eggs. Um... Mm-hmm. um Huevos ranch, Rancheros? Yeah. Huevos Rancheros? Yeah, that yeah. would be a good brunch food. Uh, I like Huevos Rancheros. Uh, sometimes I go for the Huevos Divorciados. Or... Uh, huevos a la Mexicana, not as much. I prefer Rancheros. I like the salsa on top. Uh, yeah. Cool. How do you find the point in a YouTube tutorial where they're actually talking about where what you need to learn? Uh, I click through uh, it and realize I missed it and go back to the start and watch it from there. I just watch it from the beginning the first time. <laughs> Where in the world would you go for the best pastels? Uh, I would go to uh, Candy Mountain where Charlie the Unicorn is. I... I've... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Pastels. Oh, uh, inside a packet of clinkers. You're a packet of clinkers. Um, uh, can you repeat, can you post that question? Because I did not understand. Okay, so. Where in the world would you go for the best pastels? I will paste it in the chat. Oh, for the color. I'm sorry, I was like, where would you... I thought you meant pastel, which is cake for Spanish. Ah. Spanish for cake. Very smart. Uh, so I was like, where would you go for the best cake? Uh, like, no, you mean like colors, like in the podcast episode. Uh, no idea. I'm not a painter. All right. So Clinkers 
are a type of chocolate-coated lolly here. They have different colours inside them. They're very tasty. And what you what you do is you try to guess what colour they are before you bite into them. And they are like this beautiful pastel green, pink and yellow. They're very nice. Yeah, so that's clinkers. Um Michael Healy at Michael of Healy asks if the cast had to make YouTube tutorials for something other than their criminal specialities, what would they choose? Uh, Harrison does tutorials, uh, does like tutorial Let's Plays for how to run classic WoW uh, dungeons and and the WoW ser- and the new WoW server stuff. Nice. Uh, um, <laughs> Parker does like roleplay bondage tutorials using Harrison oh. and Elliot as models. Oh, uh, that'll be so good. Yeah, and uh, I mean Elliot, Elliot does food tutorials, doesn't he? I mean, food food would be like the easy one for me. So, what what else could we knife sharpening do? tutorials? Yeah, no, he makes knives. He's he's one of those guys who he's knife guy. Yeah, he's knife guy. He picks up a knife from the two dollar shop from Daiso. Yeah, and takes it home and does the paper cutting thing, and then he yeah sharpens it up. And also, I think like sometimes uh, Harrison helps him make knives out of like food and random materials. And they make a very sharp knife, and then they cut things. They cut water bottles. They cut that, milk bottles, them. milk jugs. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, Sophie does like acting lessons, uh, but they're very bad. <laughs> I would she also do like guided meditations? Is she yeah. an ASMR streamer? You know what. What you know? What else she does? Uh, she uh, she's an ally. Sophie's an ally. Oh. So she does boys uh, boys feminization tutorials. Oh, what an uh, ally! <laughs> she's an ally. She she helps trans girls get get to the boys they want. We love it. We love an LGBT ally. Um, yeah. Uh, should we include Nate in these questions? No, fuck him. He's dead. Have a fucking fry, Nate. He's Have dead a fucking fry. Um, should we include Mr. Wilson in these tutorials? I don't know him. Like, you can. I do not know him. I am going to say that he tries to make tutorials for parents on how to relate to their kids, but they are just so off base. He thinks Among Us is an anime. He... He is like, do you know the, do you know Gabe Gundaker's series of buyings of, is this music? Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. He is, is this music, but he means it. He's yes. like, that, oh, this tr- TikTok. It's the clock app. Babe, it's a, it's a time that is. Babe, you're not going to believe this, but that happens next episode. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. I hate, I hate that I'm always right. Uh, I think 
that Brianna would mm-hmm. do YouTube tutorials yet, so, yeah. on, like, she would do cosplay tutorials. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. She would do, like, uh, I don't know her, but based on the vibe, I could definitely see her do, like, uh, foam weapon tutorials of, yes. like, how to make cool foam weapons. Awesome. Jasmine Marsh. She has all the buster source. <laughs> yes. Jasmine Marsh, at Pinmon, friend of the show, Jazz, asks, how would the crew combat the death of Pivot to video victims? Um, ooh. They wouldn't. I don't think John Rogers knows enough about that to write an episode like yeah, that. Yeah, like, if I was writing an episode, I would write an episode about, like, basically a Facebook type. And uh, a lot of smaller, like, stealing money from a big Facebook company and then giving it to a lot of uh, artists and uh, uh, journalists and people who lost jobs and whose life were ruined by Facebook's pivot to video stuff. Uh, I would love. That's what I would do. I would love this season. It doesn't happen in part one, but in part two, I would love them to go up against. Uh, like a five-minute crafts sort of place where they post potentially dangerous tutorials on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people who have been really seriously hurt by trying those, like, life hacks. Like, uh, here's how to cook an egg in a microwave. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And how would they bring back text tutorials? Dear God, I miss text tutorials. Hope I'm not too late on uh, this one. I don't think text tutorials exist. They're, they're, text tutorials are not real. Well, uh, like game facts. Not real. Not real. Not, not real. Do um, not believe in it. You don't believe in it. Okay. I do not believe in them. Uh, from Summer of Casey, at Casey Cosmos... What artwork would you want too many of? of? Uh, I have... Uh, hot ladies. I have prepared an image in the chat. I'm just going <laughs> to post it. I want uh, Medusa oh. with the head of Perseus. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I would want... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have artwork, technically, in my walls. I have... Uh, comics, uh, I have comic covers on my walls. I have, uh, some Angelas, some Ultimates, or well, all new Ultimates with trans Spider-Woman. Nice. I have some Gwenpool, some, uh, uh, X-23, and I have the X-23, uh, Jubilee one, where, uh, nice. Lara, like, opens up, opens herself up. To let uh, Vampire Jubilee drink from her. It's very gay. That's very sexy, uh, actually. West Coast Avengers, Gwenpool. Uh Yeah, I have artwork, yeah. I say. I found a 30 in a thirty centimeter slash 12 inch statue of mm. um, Medusa with the head of Perseus for sale. But mm. it's $850 online. And I, that's way too much. That's too much. That's too much. It's a very good statue, though. I would like to own it, at least. Yeah. Uh, but It'd be neat if you could get someone to, like, 3D, 3D print that for you. Yeah. Um, hard work I would want. Like a small one. Of. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know about too many, but I do have a couple of, like, um, fan art things on that wall, um, of, like, my, my, my cool pairings, like, like Harl Ivy and stuff. Aw, us. Uh, I, I, personally, I don't think we're, I don't think you're enough like Harley Quinn to be, for us to be Harl Ivy. I'm I'm hurt. You don't think I have uh, uh, issues with men abusing me? Uh, Listen, I have issues with abusive partners. I have issues uh, with uh, being in codependent relationships. Uh, I I see myself a lot in the, especially when when I think of me and you. I see myself a lot in that uh, Harley relationship stuff. You've changed my mind. I accept yeah. you're, you're a bear, not a clown. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i not a plant, so... Yeah. yeah. You're a spider. Yeah. Listen. A.U. Things can be A-U multiple things. A.U. where Ivy is a, <laughs> is a spider and Harley Quinn is, a, is clown-themed. <laughs> Harley Quinn is clown-themed. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, bear-themed. Bear I'm very smart and funny. And, <sighs> uh, yeah. I, I I like I like Harley Quinn a lot, uh, especially in concept. Yeah. Uh, or like I like her in comics. I don't like her when she gets used to be like uh, your token white woman character. Yeah. Uh, I, she works best in an ensemble of other female characters. Uh, yes. Birds of Prey Birds of is Prey an so excellent good. movie uh, that works because of that. Uh, she is gay. I don't know else you yeah. want from me. I am also gay. She's she's a disaster bisexual, just like me. Ugh. And I... Well, personally, I see Ivy as Pan, but... She could be a lady. I mean, I... Uh, oh, yeah, Ivy, yeah. 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 I, 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 I have a lot of theories about Ivy. A lot of character stuff. Like, we know that she, in the comics, basically... Thinks that everyone is going to be attracted to her. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Everyone. She's she's that scene in the propaganda show Brooklyn Nine-Nine where uh, Gina Linetti, the character, says everyone is at least some sort of attracted to me. Anyway. Yeah, just like you. Everyone's a little uh, bit attracted to I me. I mean, I, I don't think that, though. Are they, though? Uh, if you, if you think I'm hot, you have to tell me. Everyone, please tell Cassidy she's hot. She's so hot. I think people are intimidated by you. Like I don't like see I, why. I mean, that's you like have I. energy and presence. You have your have very powerful presence. I mean, I'm. I don't think I'm more intimidating than say envy. I you I would say you two are about the same. Level. I find Envy very intimidating. Not as a bad thing, but she's very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's intense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think you can be intimidating as well, honey. Oh, thank you, Especially babe. if people don't really know you. Yeah. Okay. You're really hot. You have swords. How else you want, to tell, want me to tell you? I have swords right there. Yeah, I see them. 
Uh, the people don't because this is an audio medium, and we have been going for almost thing, four hours. You're in the mood. I am. You didn't have to tell people that. Um, I mean, do we have any other questions, sweetheart, we, my love? We do not have any more questions, sweetheart, my love. Uh, fuck. Are we were were we supposed to do a recommendation? I mean, I put it on the thing, but I haven't uh, thought oh, up one. Oh, Go well. Uh, let me let me look at my YouTube subscriptions. Let me look at my library. What what's a really good video that I saw recently that I would recommend to people? Um, look, let me look at my liked videos. That's that's actually what what I want. Uh, yeah, no, this good. Uh, I'm going to recommend a YouTube video. It's a 30-minute YouTube essay called Is Barbie Gay? A Rainbow Reading oh. of Barbie Movies. Oh, nice! More uh, gay Barbie! By, it's actually yes, content. by YouTube, nice. YouTube user Draw Pinion Dump. Mm -hmm. I'll post the link. Um, but yeah, it's a really good video. Um... It Ooh. basically breaks down the top 10 gayest Barbie movies and why. Oh. And also gives some special mentions. Nice. Uh, it's good. Uh, I'm just off the top of my head. I'm going to recommend the YouTube channel of uh, Chef Guy uh, J. Kenji Lopez Alt, uh, who is like. Why is this in liked videos index? Oh, because I liked it. Sorry. Oh, oh, I got okay. It from my liked videos, I uh, can I can okay. get a better link. Ah, oh, that's fine. Don't worry that's about fine. it. That's fine. Um, yeah, Jake Kenji Lopez Alt uh cooks in his kitchen with a POV camera. Uh, non-binary. Uh, not he isn't non-binary, oh, yeah. but like non-binary, like friendly, sort of. Mm-hmm. At the end of his videos, he says, uh, see uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and I find that good. Neat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I've made a couple of the recipes he's shown on there. They're very nice. Tasty. Cool. I'll paste the link to his in the chat. Uh, I've shown him you a couple of his videos. Yeah, you have. They're good. Yeah. Um, that's, that's our recommendations for this week. Fabby, I, I think we know where Sweet. we can find you. I think we can find you on Twitter, at uh -huh. JohnRog1. <laughs> yes, please tweet at me, at JohnRog1. Uh, I really like the movie Rogue One, it's why that's <laughs> the, and, and uh, John Williams, the composer. Nice. So those are my two favorite things. John Rock One. Um, yes. Pay break if you find me. Tweet at me. Tweet at me and say, uh, make them queer and polyamorous, you coward. Yeah. Pay uh, break if you find me. Uh, you can find the lovely Cassidy at. Uh, I just want to get your at. Correct. Give me just one second. 
to get your uh, Dean <laughs> underscore Devlin. Uh, uh, we have fun here. You can find me. You can find me at Fabi underscore Garza. And you can find you me can find at Cassidy. what is cosplay. Yes. Uh, if you like tech talk, uh, you can find me at Fabi underscore Garza there. I just broke a thousand. I I don't know how long I'll keep doing it, but if the number keeps going up, I'm gonna keep doing it because my growth in TikTok has been so much faster than my growth in Twitter. It took me like also larger than both our four years growth in breasts. Eh. It took me four years to get to a thousand people, and then I basically been stuck for two years in a thousand people. It took me two months to get to a thousand people in in TikTok, basically. So yeah, uh, I I might start doing live streams. I don't know. Maybe if we're done with this, if I'm in the mood, I'll do a live stream naked from my bed, and then get my account banned or something. When are you gonna put up a a a spa thing. Uh, what should we call it? What? When are, when are you going to put up a hot tub stream? Oh. It, are those allowed in, in in TikTok? If they are, I'll fucking get in my hot tub with some oh, with I, a bathing suit. Somewhere. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I'll do it. Yeah. I just need to make sure I don't drop my fucking phone in the water. Cause I anyway, was... it's it's been nearly three hours. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're back to our bullshit. We're done. We're done. Age of the fucking geek, I guess. Age of the fucking cut, geek, cut it baby. Out. Cut us out. Producer, cut us out. Drag us off stage with a shepherd's crook. Like, like the basketball Looney Tunes movie. <laughs>